describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. I'm James. I'm Dan. And so, Dan, where we were just talking about this before we went on live. Where are we today? Uh, where are we being broadcast from? Unfortunately, I woke up and I, we're still in the abyss. Yes. Tell me, we're in the we're in the 67th layer of the abyss. Something called the heaving hills, the realm of Berengoin. As I mentioned to you before the show, I think people are just making this stuff up. I don't. Yeah. What is this? Where does this come from? Who decides this? I don't know, but well, everything's a, everything's a homebrew. Ultimately, you get back to everything with someone's homebrew, right? I mean, that's true. Greyhawk is a homebrew. Wow, how's that for how's that for a hot take for this morning? <laughs> Early controversy. That's right. It's a homebrew. <laughs> you take that back, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Notice I don't have Gary's. I should put Gary's picture behind me. So you should <laughs> just a big. That picture that we have. Yeah, just uh, him, him look leering at me. Yes. Um, but you were wanting to see, are we even on the 67th layer? Because perhaps we can't escape. Well, I thought I thought we were going to ask Loth last episode, 66, if we could leave the abyss. I'm, t- I'm sick of the abyss. Okay. I need a tavern. I need a tavern on the prime material. Don't you miss taverns on the prime material plane? I do. Right. Uh, I thought so. I I would like to ask Loth. What am I? A first level gnome? Uh, sure. Yes, first level gnome illusionist thief. Yes. I got color spray. <laughs> Watch out. And maybe <laughs> don't don't maybe. Don't. That's right. Do illusionists have to roll for spells for intelligence, just like magic users? Uh, yes and yes. Okay. Well, so yeah. So I may not only not have well. They definitely have to roll for knowledge of chance of learning spell, but the book that shall not be named came up with uh, how to roll up their spells. That came later. Okay, well, how many? So if I'm a first-level illusionist, how many? I only get one spell a day, right? That's right. Okay, so I'm going to roll a d12 to see what's... Because I'm going to ask Loth if we can leave. I'm sick of being in the abyss. Okay. I want to go back to the prime material plane. One, I have uh, Audible, Audible Glamour. Oh, good, yeah. So I can that makes a sound, right? Yeah, but she does have magic resistance, right? You, I think it's oh. I think it's ninety five percent. So what I can do is I can try to confuse her by making a noise behind her. She turns around and then I run if necessary. Well, she has magic resistance of ninety five percent. 
and your oh, and your first level. So that means she doesn't oh. it doesn't even work at all. I, I, there's not even a one percent chance. No. It's like not like a one saving no. throw always fails rule. Uh, not that I'm aware of. If I if I go back to the glossary, which again you have. If there's anything I took away from this game is or the show is the glossary is important. Basically, what you're saying is there's anything I've added of value. That's right. There's, it's the glossary. The glossary connotation, very good. You know, you gotta love the glossary because it's just another thing to forget about where there's information. It's basically what it comes down to, isn't it? Right. Another thing for players to point out you overlooked. So on page 228, look, we're already getting to important stuff here. 228 Dungeon Master's Guide. Thus, a magic resistance of 95%, which, by the way, I'm 99% positive. That's what Loth's magic resistance is. All right. Do you want me to look? I can look that up. Yeah, could she's do. in, what, seven books? Yeah, she's in every book. All right. Uh, thus, a magic resistance of 95% means that a 10th-level magic user has no possibility of affecting the monster with the spell. Uh, you're right. Okay. Oh, you ready for this? No. I got a shot, maybe. Magic resistance of 70%. Oh, 70%. Okay. But still, I'm level one, right? And so, how does it? It's based off of what level did you say? Uh, it's it's if the caster is below eleventh level, you you increase it by five percent. So I'm ten below. Yes, you're a little low. You'd increase it by fifty percent. Right. So what's seventy plus fifty? Is that more than, than ninety? It's ninety-one, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's more than a hundred. So. <laughs> we can stop counting at a hundred. Okay. Oh, so uh, actually. Um, well, well, I guess we're going to segue. Once again, folks, if you want to know why this show's four hours, it's because we are here to help. And the master, his most majestic suzerain, Marquise, insurgent terror of Bruce County, has said, hey, uh, he's never understood magic resistance. So there you go. We could talk about magic resistance. Okay. Put that slot that in. Okay. That's what we should do. We should just take... Fan favorites? Yeah, they should just request. The first person on... They say he was the first. All right, so we'll go back. So at the end of this, if, if, we, have if we have time, we'll do magic resistance. All right. Well, I'm asking Loth. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you just ask if I can if I can leave? I'm going to roll my charisma. Okay. And this is and this is look. I know you think this is just messing around. It's not because I this this is going to indicate whether we leave the abyss. Right. Okay. So are you doing a reaction? You you are you doing a what? Do you, charisma. charisma. You're going to try to roll under your charisma? Is that what you're No, saying? no, I'm just going to let you know what my charisma is. So oh, know so then I'm going to do a reaction roll. Okay, great. I got you. Okay, I have an 11 charisma. I'm a gnome with an 11 charisma. Yeah. There's no adjustments for gnomes, as we know, which is unusual. Well, it's, it's not unusual because they're derivative. That makes total sense. You're not suggesting that he's a dwarf. If, he, sh- he should be a dwarf. I thought you should have said Gary, Gary forgot about him. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about them. All right. Okay, so I'm coming to Loth. I'm a first-level gnome, illusionist thief. Um, your your highness. Your, what did you just do to me? I Wait, d- no. I power and kill. I'm pretty sure I can do that as Wait. a as a deity. Oh, really? Wait, can you roll reaction? Well, I'm going to quote real roll reaction, but okay. Actually, uh, she had just set up the. Uh, picture that we saw two weeks ago with her lotus that's what she's like the uh, one of the one of the driders that, <laughs> oh that's me wait oh you're saying you mean what was my shirt that's right that's gonna be me in a yeah, second that's right. smaller. yeah what's what was drider one drider just came up the uh, sacrificial table set up oh we only had a sacrifice ah oh, look at that and then you show up so, oh no go roll your roll your um what's your charisma roll your charisma 
ma'am, there's a gnome here to see you. Send him in. <laughs> Perfect. Send him in. Uh, I can't really see that. I'm all excited. Really? Yes. Go right on in. That's it. That's this is it. awesome. I'm so excited. I'm an 11. 11. I don't think it's you get a reaction. not bad for gnomes. It's not bad. Well, yes. So you do not get a reaction bonus, if I remember correctly. I do not think I do. All right. But I don't, I don't get a penalty. You, you don't get a penalty. That's sometimes. Yay. Okay. Okay. I'm going to roll for you. Where is the reaction bonus? It's in the DMG. DMG. Like it's in, this, in a couple places. Is it in the back, too? I can't remember. It may be, but it's it's usually it's usually right just before the uh, page 63. What did you roll? I rolled a 59. Uh, that's just kind of, I don't know if that's kind of. Uncertain, but 55% prone towards positive. Oh. Now, you like to play that where, we've talked about this before, you think you should you roll that again then, which makes this so bizarre to me. I don't, I'm not saying the way you play it is bizarre. That seems to be accurate, but it seems a bizarre th- way to, it's just more rolling. Yeah, well, that's what we love. It's rolling. 52. So, uh, oh. un- un- uncertain, but prone towards positive. What does that mean? Well, to me, it means as opposed to going on the sacrificial table, oh, yeah. which is what your what, what the <laughs> default reaction would have oh. been, uh, she's going to allow you to continue down the abyss. That, to not die. That's right. That's right. Okay. It all depends all right. on the spectrum of the reaction. I mean, yes, as a player, this is yeah. this is this is a good key point of between the player's expectations and the dm's expectation the player is like oh positive reaction she's gonna give me a ring of three wishes and uh you know all this other stuff whereas the dm goes this is a deity in her plane why would she you know a favorable reaction is not eternal torment right not that not that earl Errol otis drawing correct right okay that's right, parenthetically right. positive. So uh, you, you, you you met Loth. That's the way you should look at it. You know, it's kind of like... Uh, oh, yeah, I get a T-shirt. Like, <laughs> I met Loth and lived. That's right. <laughs> Unlike the Demogorgon one where yeah. you're killed instantly. That's right. Yeah. I'm gonna, I am gonna. should get a picture. My gnome should get a picture with that Errol Otis drawing and an arrow saying, not me. Not me. <laughs> that's awesome. He's, he's, by, he's, by, the sta- he's, he's uh, by the torture of the guy, the, the, the drow that's... The killer, she's, you know, their thumbs up. Yeah, good job. Yeah. You didn't die. Oh, you know what I should get you for Christmas? I'm not actually going to because it would be too expensive. But an yeah. Errol Otis drawing, that drawing, but yeah, but it's a gnome being sacrificed. You'd like that. Oh, that would be in a place of, I, I may replace some of my pictures of my family downstairs and have, <laughs> have that there. The wall at the stairs. That's right. Oh, well, yeah, pictures of, uh, didn't, didn't, wasn't my childhood picture there? Yeah, but this is way better. So, yeah. Uh, all right. All right. We're well, very good. So we're on the sixty seventh layer of. Oh, we're never getting off. No, not not at this point. All right. So let's go through the uh, announcements. Uh, so we have some really interesting announcements. Uh, we know GrogCon is uh, delayed till next year. Um, that's not interesting. That's not interesting. What is interesting is DM Brian, the Captain General, is who's online, um, is next week hosting. Pretty much, or he or a couple of his friends, uh, our friends, Ed Randall, are hosting games every day, st- actually starting yesterday through the 6th or 7th. So if you want to play AD&D, 1st edition, or an old school D&D game between now and the 6th or 7th, go to our Discord, 
which is in the links below, and uh, look under uh, news or general, or, or actually game planning, it's under there, and uh, sign up for a game. So Brian's ready. So I'm going to try to play at least one of the events. A lot of them are during the day, so unfortunately I have this pesky thing called work. Uh, but there are evening games as well. So thank you to him for, for setting that up. It's like a telethon. Right. It should. <laughs> Can you, we should have a telethon where we just continually play like 48 straight hours and we bring in different DMs to help out. And That's right. Yeah, we could just uh, run the thing and like Jerry Lewis would come back and forth and <laughs> come, yeah, let you someone. All right, Brian, great job. Who, who do we got now? Who's the next DM? I love it. That would be awesome. Yeah. The Grogcon telephone. We've saved, we've, uh, you know, with, with those, my understanding is they figure out how much they're going to make before the telethon even starts. So it's like, all right, let's look at the big board. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah, we should have, yeah, we should have a patron. We should have a patron. Yeah, we should do that. We need to make money for ourselves. Right. We should have a Grog. Are you writing that down? Why aren't you writing this down? I'm, work, I'm trying to type. Yes, I, our spouses. I just want to say our parents. I'm back being the third. Well, they again. are our parents in many ways. <laughs> our parents would kill us. They are our parents. <laughs> our spouses would kill Magra- us. We're doing a Gragathon. Gragathon. The Gragathon. Some people may show up in in running outfits, though. <laughs> well, if they see us, well, they see me. They're like, oh. That, uh, clearly, that's not what we're trying to do. That's right. Uh, okay, they're in for the telethon, the Grogathon. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what the the record is. Is there still a Guinness Book of World Records? Yes. That's still happen- there is it still happening. I wonder what the Guinness Book of is. There a record for longest running? I don't mean you know like Jay Scott's kind of game where he's been running. You know, his, his right. group for thirty se- years for one session, a session. Yeah, I think he, he's taking some breaks. Is my understanding? Hmm. Like it hasn't literally been. Not 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But yeah, that's. I wonder what the longest game is. You know, and that would be. Uh, maybe we could set the world record. I'd like that. That'd be awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll. I'm sure that when you say that, you mean you want me to set that up. So okay, great. Well, I'll put that. Yeah, up. actually, just would you handle that, please? Yeah, that's that's usually how it works. We could do we could do the um, the G, GDQ, mm-hmm. right? That's a lot of stuff there. That's that's a lot of sessions. Well, if they survive or they could die, and then that would be a short telethon. Can you start with A and add it to G, like somehow link it? Oh, what did you say? Oh yeah, of course. A- oh, you can. Well, that, that's AGDQ. Yes, that's what they did. Uh, Night of the Gnome Death. I like that too. Yes, you could. St- <laughs> uh, Yes. Well, what they did later with all these modules, they made it to a mega campaign. They started with Temple of Elemental Evil against the Slave Lords and then against the Giants. That's the... Oh, that's what we should do for the Grogathon. Okay. And we just go and it'd be like, my gosh, that would be like a month. A, no, not a month. That would be a, a year and a half, two years. A nonstop least. play? Yes, because you're going from Village of Hamlet, to the Temple of Elemental Evil, and if you've read the Temple of Elemental Evil, you, that's a train wreck. Uh, then you then you go into the Slave Lords, which is probably ten or fifteen sessions. Then it's about ten or fifteen sessions for the G series. Uh, oh the Q, God. the D series is another ten sessions, and the Q series is or the Q is probably two or three at least if they survive. So yeah, you've got I don't know forty fifty sessions at six hours. That's three hundred hours of gaming. 
Wow. This can be quite a telethon. It would be. Okay. We would be, we'd have to get some, we'll get some sponsors. Uh, so, yep. Uh, looks Good luck with that. Well, you know, like those energy drinks, right? Don't the gamers get the, you know, Monster or whoever's the... Oh. No, it would have to be like Mountain Dew and Doritos. We'd have to yeah. get sponsors, don't you think? Yeah. That... It's got to be old school. Right. Oh, it has to be old school. Shasta. And smokes. We'd have to start smoking again. Cause... And smoking. Absolutely. And we need rotary phones for people to be answering. <laughs> Can you see like Vic Dorso and Carlos Lising and like... Sorry, Earl. Oh, maybe Ernie Ernie, 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 Earl. That's right. Skip Williams. Uh, they're all there. Right. They're manning. They're manning the, the call-in bank or whatever. Make, yeah. make a saving throw. No, you owe us 20 bucks. That's right. That's exactly. Yeah. I like it. People have to roll how much they're giving. Yes. Exactly. D100. That'll get them going. So um, I don't know how we got that. But anyway, thanks to Brian for getting this going. Uh, and Josh is also out there. And I think Ed's starting a game. If I'm missing someone, Brian, just put it. Uh... Oh, yeah. So Benyon said it took 15 sessions to finish Hamlet. That's just. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, those players spent way too much time in the village. Did they know? They're just. That's it's, right. it's like. It's like. At a certain point, you know the village, any village in D&D. You're just trying to get to the outskirts. There's some ruins. Like, where are the ruins? That's right. Right? Where's the haunted temple? Whatever. I've, I'm searching for the floorboards two hours later. That's right. You're... Right? Just get me to the rumor table. Find me the inn, roll on the rumor table, and I'm off. Well, and that's what's, that's what's interesting, I think, with Hamlet, the issue is is that it's, there is really no hint on the moat house. You have to kind of figure that out later. It's, it's a little hard to get there. So I, I, I'm not surprised it took him a while, but 15 sessions, ooh, that's a while. So um, let's talk about giveaways. So next month, our next, our first uh, two weeks from now, we're going to give away, I'm thinking giving away either, well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give people the choice. Either a groggy or keep it blood red falls. You must be a patron of any tier by August thirty first. We have two new patrons, by the way, and one oh. of them will be giving a title at that show. So if you would like to have a chance to win the groggy or the keep it blood red falls, uh, be a patron by August thirty first, and then we will randomly determine who won it on the show, and then you will. S- We'll send you a note, and you can pick between a groggy or a mini groggy or a the Keep It Blood Falls module from Angry Dwarf Games, or a.k.a. Vic Dorso. Super fun. And we do that thanks to our patrons. So uh, we'll do a heraldry next time. Uh, Swedish Challenge, we are now in Belgium, by the way. Really? Yes, we're in Belgium. Mm. How about that? We were doing really well, and then we weren't doing so well. Wait, how do people so – I guess they just – they they understand English. I mean, it's not – can you – right? It's, the, I mean, it's, it's the lingua franca of the world, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know surprise to me. We do so well in Mexico, but, you know. Well, because so most people are not like Americans who are yeah. proud with their mono language. Right. They realize they're, they want to be educated, whereas we go, eh. Seems like a lot of work. I'll just stick with English. Yeah, for us, it's just like a high school or college requirement. <laughs> yeah. you got to get rid of. <laughs> You're angry about, why do I have to learn? Why is this a requirement? Okay, so in Belgium, that's great. Yeah. Well, thank you to our fan, open paren, ask, close paren, 
uh, in Belgium. It has to be at least one, more than one. But okay, I'll go with that. So an iTunes reviews, old school goodness, or is it lawful neutral? This is the title. The podcast covers AD&D, first edition, pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk about rules, right. adventures, supplements, and other related topics and images from the early years of AD&D that many of us have experienced with authenticity. Yeah, I experienced those early years as well, playing in the random basement with hodgepodge groups before donning my own Dungeon Master's cloak with my own early group back in the day. The banter experience on this podcast is 100% legit. We are dope. We are 100% pure. Raising a wine glass or ale tankard in the local inn tavern to it. Still playing to this day. Keep up the good work. Raging DM. How about that? Thank you, Raging DM. I will put put up your orange juice. My orange juice, yes. Thank you, Raging GM. We appreciate that. We're having fun. Yeah, so uh, if you if you want your uh, iTunes reviews pronounced thus here, we, again, we appreciate it. That's how more people find us. Go out to iTunes. We're also on Google Play, uh, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all those things. So- would, it be, would it be a scandal if we gave out heraldries also for good reviews? Yes, that would. No, we're not going to do that. Okay, got it. I'm just asking. I'm lawful neutral. I just want to make. I didn't know if it was law. You know, I'm lawful neutral. Right. So I don't care. As long as it's lawful, I'm fine with it. Well, but you're also greedy, and that devalues the heraldry if we do that, which we have to be very careful with. Got it. It 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 is um, for tax purposes. We don't get anything back for it, but for uh, the purposes of wanting a title, people have to pay us for that. Basically, that was your that was your rule. I mean, you know. Really? Pay for the time? Probably was. I have no memory. I don't doubt it for a second. But, you know, we're a good combo because you bring the good side. I bring the lawful side. We kind of, right? uh, So half the time we could be chaotic neutral. (laughs) We would be chaotic chaotic neutral if it wasn't for – that's why we're we're like uh, chocolate and peanut butter. We're better together. So there you go. Mm -hmm. With that – so with that, speaking of better together – uh, we want to announce a new initiative that we are doing. We are we are working on and announcing the uh, soon to be published. Uh, well, maybe not soon to be published, but published easing. <laughs> well, Rob, uh, the uh, Brandywine, uh, the Chamberlain of Brandywine, who's online, has graciously uh, taken the challenge of becoming the editor of our new e-zine, which I think the title is Flipping and Turning. Is that fair? That, that is my understanding. That is the title. So thank you so much to him for taking on the role of Tim Cask. That's right. right? He's the, he is the Tim Cask in this event. He is, he's not the Jeff J, what, Jaquette. What's the, who's the guy who came after? Oh, Jake, Jake Jaquette. Jaquette. That's right. He is the original. He would be the first. He is. And so he, he needs your help. That's right. We, we, we need help from our listeners contributing. Uh, and uh, what we're going to have, you know, so things like, uh, I'm sure, what, uh, uh, magic items. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Uh, you, don't, you don't remember the meeting, do you? I don't remember That's the meeting. Okay. <laughs> when was it? It was, it, was, it was sometime after my house got electrified and, and I'm still right. paying for it. That's also concerned about you. I was, uh, I was, I was, I felt bad for I you. Appreciate I appreciate it. Really so, so we are currently looking at a quarterly release periodical. It will be a fan-driven magazine, and if you want to submit articles 
It is editor at grogcon.com. Submit your, or if you have questions or ideas, send that to editor at grogcon.com. I will be providing an article. Dan will be providing an article. So it's just another form for us to continue to work together and do fun things. So, um, yeah. So, uh, of course, my, my article submission, I'll have a regular column called Rules AF. So, um, because they are rules. And uh, Dan, I'm not sure which one you volunteered yet for. Well, I think I might be doing uh, Parenthetical Evil. Oh, parenthetical Evil, that's right. Right, and highlighting monsters that are Parenthetical Evil. So, like the rat. Right. That's right. Giant rat. The Sumerian, Sumatrian, Sumerian, whatever it's called, rat, exactly. Right, so. Uh, Why is it a Sumerian or whatever it says? I don't, I don't. Well, I guess you got to figure that out. Right, you better figure that out. So right. if you have some ideas, if you have, we also are very fortunate. It looks like we may have a couple of artists to help illustrate some of this. Uh, so it should be super cool. It'll be, I think, initially for patrons, and then we would release it to the public. Uh, because, again, it's just uh, give us a throwback to the old days. So very looking forward to flipping and turning. Uh, thanks again to Rob. If you have ideas or submissions, um, editor at grogcon.com. Also, again, on the Discord, we have the, easy, the our channel dedicated to that. So if you want to talk about it, go out to our Discord channel. Did I mention Discord? Discord, Discord, Discord. So, okay. Excellent. Are we ready for Random Encounter? We are ready. What happened to this? So we've got the Shadow Mastiff is still the champ, as I see here. That's my understanding. And After 10 so rounds with the Goblin. Remember, the Goblin survived for a long time. I was very, I was very disappointed. What, what happened to Snake Eyes? Was he killed by the master? Yes. The snake. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That was that was well. I, don't know, I felt like a long time ago. <laughs> I thought the snake was still the champ. All right, let's do it. So it's the dorso roll. Yes. Okay. It's a three. So that's Fiendfolia, which they're having a, a nice conversation about. Um, why? Maybe you know, Dan. So all the newer books, circa 83 and above, got reprinted. Obviously, this never got reprinted because it was already in the orange spine thingy. Uh, But this book, so the Monster Manual was changed, the Player's Handbook was changed, the DMG was changed, updated with the Easily Cover or the Orange Back. Why this book wasn't? Even the Deities and Demigods became the Legends and Lore one. So do you know why this book was never made into an orange-backy thing. I do not. I do not. No, that's interesting. No. All right. So, okay. That's great. That was compelling. Good stuff. <laughs> that's like some of our interviews. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I need you to roll, sir, uh-huh. a D10. D10. Got it. Ten. Oh, you got to be kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. You know what that is? You probably guessed. Uh, astral plane. Astral and ether on counter table. Yeah, so um, I need you to roll t- 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 now to see if we're in the astral ethereal. So you might as well just de say anything. All right, D6. One to three, astral, astral. Four to six, ethereal. We're in the astral, which makes sense since we're on the outer planes. 
Now, I know you've told me this a million times. So that's a, that's like the super highway, that's right. the interstate. That's right. It's the interstate. The inter- it's the highway to hell, or in this case, the highway to the abyss. So it is. To, so it's like everything, right? It's to the primary. So I take the astrobiology. Let's say I want to go to the negative material plane. I don't know why I'd want to. But, from right, where? From the, oh, from the prime material. Then you, then you the don't need the astral. Oh, I don't. Right. So if you, there's a, a blob of the inner planes... And then there's okay. the superhighway that goes to the outer planes. So it's only to the outer planes. Right. So this way to the outer planes. Right, exactly. So if I got on, so if I'd taken a wrong turn and I got on the astral plane, that'd be a problem. Yeah. If I didn't mean to. Yeah, you'd be going to places you probably don't want to go. Or, well, you know, that's interesting because, again, if you take it literally and if you, are an ally- if you, you, know, if you follow your alignment, that's the place you want to go because all your people are there. You know, it's that idea you're the... What's that, like the Blind Melon song, you find all the bumblebee people. That's, if you're lawful good, you want to go to the yeah. seventh heavens. You want to find the astral plane. Early? Well, but that's it. Well, you're obviously not a zealot for that, so that's, you know. So I'm going to grab, I got freaking kittens everywhere. They're all It's like me. tribbles, I mean. It's a new, I need it is, yeah, the trouble with tribbles or whatever, yeah. Okay, all right, so now roll, all right, so I'm headed to the astral. Wait, so wait, so what are the inner planes? And what are the outer planes? <laughs> Sigh. Well, okay. No, I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm, I'm good. This is our show. This is what's great about our show is we can talk about whatever we want to talk I about. I got it. I'm in the DMG. Oh, there it is. Figure one. I'm on page 113 of the DMG. The inner planes for the positive material, the, the negative material. Oh, so you always hear about the negative material plane. So the negative... Yeah. Is the negative material plane? Is that where all? Was that where the undead? Well, that's what, that's from? right. That's where the undead energy comes from. Oh, so they're not quite. And the reason they're in the inner plane is because they're not quite dead yet. So they're kind of still in the inner plane. <laughs> not quite dead yet. Well, is that right? I, I I'm sure there's a better explanation. The idea is their s because they life drain. That's where their power to life drain is. The, the sink, the energy sink, is from the ne- negative plane. They have a connection to it. Okay, so you've got... Now, which page you, are you on? I'm on page 113 of Deities and Demigods. Oh, okay, good. You're on the right. That's why I thought you said DMG. Yes, I'm on... I probably did say DMG. Yeah, 113, uh, 114, 115 of Deities and Demigods, or as we like to call it, the uh, old legends and lore. Right. So, so, so the prime material plane has, oh, I see. So there's a bunch of galaxies and all that. That's just like, that would be like what we think of as our universe. Correct. So in other words, so in D&D, there's not just a single prime material plane. Well, it's, you could have like all sorts of planets within, that's all considered the prime material plane. That's exactly right. The prime material plane is considered the multiverse. Oh, okay. Very. And, and so the positive material plane, is that where goodness comes from? No. I'm assuming. Oh, no. It's, what, what's it, the it mean, well, it's 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 the power supply for good, but it's not. You know, that is a now you're giving a meta question. Is it uh, is it the uh, source of goodness? It's you know, it's like the energy for goodness comes from that because it says here it's uh, power supply for good, but it really it's it's basically the life force area. Oh yeah, and apparently you don't want to go there because I'm reading this positive material plane. You'd probably be instantly consumed. Right. It's like going into a nuclear power plant or whatever. That's it. You're done. It's like the end of, uh, what was Slim Pickens? Was he riding the uh, Dr. Strangelove? 
You rise the bomb right. down. Exactly, or... exactly. Okay. And so the negative material plate is the source of, 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 of negative, uh, antimatter negative force. Yeah, and so you don't want to go there either. Then what's the element? Oh, in the elemental planes, that's the source of the air or air, earth. Right. Hey, isn't that a band? Air, earth, fire, and water? Uh, close. Earth, wind, and fire. There's... So if I went, earth, wind, and fire. So if I went there, I mean, I would just be like the plane of, of, of fire. I'd just be consumed. No, the city of brass is on the thing. It depends really? where, yeah, that's the whole DMG cover. The whole back of the DMG cover is the city of brass. I did not know that's so on the elemental plane of fire. Well, that's very cool. If I, okay. if I remember correctly, that's what the exp- explanation is in the in the cover. All right. Well, we should do that's just not what this episode is about. So I got it. And then I go to yes. so the outer on page plane, two those- of the DMG. It says cover. This shows three adventures in Freet on the elemental plane of fire, the fabled city of brass. So, so the outer planes. That's all of. That's where you go when you die. Yes. Got it. But, and that's so that, but I did learn something because, again, I always thought the positive and negative were just, um, you know, like like a battery, you know, the negative and positive poles. Yeah, but this says, which is interesting, this is why we, we work on this, that, that uh, the positive is the source of good, you know, it's the energy source of goodness, and the negative is the energy so area of, of evil, which, again, that's, that's pretty cool. I did not know that. So no one's really going there. You're not traveling to, you're not going on vacation because you're being consumed. So no one's, right. don't go there. Okay, well, got it. There is a book which came post our time, which I would show you. It's not a book that shall not be named. It's called The Manual of the Plains, which explains some of this. But it came way later. That's like 1.79, 1.8 AD and D. Okay. And what's the point of the elemental planes? What do they do? I mean, I know there's stuff there, which I didn't realize. It's possible to actually physically move from one elemental plane to another. Mm-hmm. Home of many different elemental creatures. Mm-hmm. They can travel to the primary material plane. There's probably more traffic between the primary material plane and the elemental planes than between any others. Mm-hmm. Direct travel. Oh, so there's like a constant coming and going? Sure. What is, what is the point of them, though? Well, the point of them, because the, the cosmology of this is that the, the elemental planes and the positive and, and negative, they're the sources of what's in the prime material plane. You need goodness and light. You need darkness. Right. You need okay. earth. Because, again, back to the Greek, if I remember correctly, it's all the Greek. The elements were earth, fire, water. Earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, earth, wind, and fire, and water. <laughs> he was he was removed from the band early. <laughs> That's right, and uh, all, and those were the considered the elements. You know, a more modern version there would be whatever 160 elemental planes: the plane of carbon, the plane of sulfur, or the plane of uh, xenon. That's where I want to go: the plane of xenon, mm, argon. Not not Xena. Okay. And there's actually, oh, and there's a plane of shadow. Yes. Oh yeah. Now, and there's power planes. See the power planes. Okay. All right. Cause it was just never enough. People homebrewed more planes. Okay. So we're on the high. So yeah, so we're on the high, we are on the highway to hell. Yes. Or okay, heaven, cool. depending which one you go to. Stairway to heaven or highway to hell. Exactly. Or wherever. Okay. Got it. All right. That helps. Thank you. You're welcome. Slowly, That's what we're here for. Slowly. Slowly. I think it's Charles. 
it's I think it's starting to sink in. It will sink Slowly. in for the rest of the day, and then it will fall gone. And the next episode, we'll randomly roll for astral. I'm like, what's the astral plane? Now, what All is right. this astral plane that you speak of? So we're going to use the um, astral encounter table. Well, it, you know, it's also this is fascinating. I've never read this, but this is super cool. On page one eighteen, if for some yeah. reason it becomes necessary to choose a plane of existence at random, here's the tables that you could use. I love it. Thanks, Jim. Oh, there's a okay. So it's good to know if you want. If you're like, oh, I just popped up on a plane. I think the manual right. of the planes or the amulet of the planes gives you how to get you know because you select where you want to go. But maybe you need to go to a random plane of existence. Boom. Ring of random plane. The ring of yes, also known as Help. instant death for the most people. <laughs> you know, please, no, no, not negative material. Please, okay. not negative. Material. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the last thing I saw was like a bunch of skeletons. Yeah, skeletons <laughs> cool. are your least of your problem. Right. But, All right, you're rolling a percentile. Ah, yes, sir. percentile. Okay. Fifty-six. A kite wren. Really. They're nice, aren't they? They're friendly. Yes, they they don't they will not like they will not like our friend the shadow demon shadow master. Oh, this is the good versus evil battle. Yes. So what what page is that on? Okay. I'm not gonna I look it up because you're. Thank you. You're the challenger. Fifty-seven. Okay. So it's a great. I think it's a great. So there's two illustrations. Sadly, since the Kyrin is. Well, you know, I'm not giving you, telling you anything you don't know. Good aligned. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's not eating a uh, a character, right. a player character. Okay. Frequency of the Kyren. I'm going to say very rare. You are correct, sir, which is surprising that we've encountered it. Number appearing? Uh, one to two? One. one. Now, I want to look back at the random roll because I want to see if that lines up. I thought it may have said... Yeah, just one. So there's consistency there. Oh, this is ridiculous. AC? Uh, negative three? Wow, you're close. Negative five. Okay. Oh, this thing. Oh, this thing's going to. It's the new winner. Movement. It's ridiculous. 36? 24 slash 48. Oh, wow. Okay. I've got hit, between them. Hit. You're doing well. Hit dice? I was like nine hit dice or something like that. I don't know. Wow. 12 hit dice. Okay. Yeah, percent and lair. Oh, this is interesting. Only 5%. Percent. I don't even know what a Kyrene's lair is, well, but it's not there often. You're going to read it, I guess. Okay. How many attacks? Oh, two? Three. Mm. It's a, wow, not that many good creatures seem to, I don't know why I say this, have have claw claw bite. I guess it's a claw claw or hoof hoof bite. Mm. Two to eight, two to eight, three to 18. It's got magic use. Special defenses, C below. Magic, here you go. Magic resistance, 90%. Super genius intelligence. What number is that Super on the... genius. That's like 19, isn't it? I think. Let's see. 19 to 20. Yeah. Um, Super alignment. genius. Lawful good, large... Oh, it's psionic ability. I'd hate to have to use it then. The Chiron are a race... I know nothing about the Chiron. I know this is why this was good. Okay, do you know, have you ever dealt with a Kyrene in a game? I feel like I have. Okay. Your character had one as a pet when you were, what, 73rd <laughs> level? 
back in the day. Well, we're going to talk about Dragon 40. We're talking about people who have level 52 characters, which I thought was yes. interesting. Yep. Uh, yep. Len Lakafka getting in trouble there. Um, so it was... Uh, so yeah, you're paladin. You know, there's players out there right back in the oh, day. Yeah. They Ride, were riding a Kirin, exactly. Kirin. Oh, is it? See, I said Kirin. Is it no, a it's Kirin. I think that's Kirin. We don't know. I think you're right. Bro, drow. We don't know any of this. It's all made up, sir. Well, or is it based on something? Okay, so I'm going to say Kirin. I don't know. The Kirin are a race of aerial creatures whose hooves rarely touch the earth, for they dwell amongst the clouds. And behind the winds. So you could be sitting there and you're like, what the heck is that? Right. It's like, oh, you're like, that's a Kyrin, dude. That'd be pretty awesome. You see a Kyrin. The signs going. of the Kyrin. Depends on your alignment, whether it would be cool. That's a new st- that sounds Kyrin. That sounds like a Rush song. The signs that's of the Kyrin. That's our album. Yeah. <laughs> signs, yeah, but it's not, it would be like a very, oh, well, so that's, oh, that's, that's the first album of, what was it, Air? Wind, oh, air, wind, earth, air, wind, fire, air, and air. Earth, wind, fire, and air. No water. Or <laughs> the elemental planes. Or is that the album of the band? The or the elemental planes. Okay, moving on. Key. Um, key. So yeah. So Menyon. Hello, Menyon. He says it's Kieran. So there you go. As a Kieran. But well, well, I'm sure they'll. So. Well, is he's he's British, isn't he? He is, but he lives in Japan. I know, but so would his, he'd have a British pronunciation to it, wouldn't he? That's probably true. This is the okay. best you're getting from me. I'm just saying, he said it's key as we're, in P. We're Southern Americans. The Kyran. Kyran. <laughs> well, I'm from, I'm from New York. I, I'm a Sesame Street American. I grew up in yeah. New York, when, but when I get around New Yorkers, then it's back to coffee and chocolate and that kind of thing. So. Kyran. The Kyran. The Kyran, Yo. Yo, Kyrin. Don't mess with that Kyrin, all right? The Karen. The Ka- Karen. Hey, Karen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my Karen. What? <laughs> my Karen. I speak to your manager. That's right. Oh, you mean your Kyrin? Okay. Female, the females are never encountered. Yeah. And what was it, Kyrin? Did he say or Kyrin? I'm sorry, I've already forgotten. Kyrin. What is it? He says it's key like P, so Kyrin. Kyrin pie and Kyrin are always solitary. Not they can't always be solitary, can they? Well, always. Well, apparently, there's females. There are females. Always. Okay. They're like pandas. They have. It's only once. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen. There's no footage. Is there of them mating? Uh, the Kieran matings. Ah, that. I don't think mating of the Kieran. The. They they sometimes aid humans mm-hmm. if properly abjured, or the need to combat what is evil. It, what is an abjure? Right? Does that mean uh, supplicated to? Uh, I don't know what is it. What is abjur? Is it, what's an abjuration? It's, well, abj- I don't know. Is that the same word? We're so ignorant. That's what makes the show good. There's there's a lot of learning. They sometimes travel the. the solemnly, uh-huh. well, that's solemnly renounce. I don't know a, a belief, a claim, or we have to abjure. Is that to give up? Yeah, that's what it says. It says renounce. If, yeah, but every you know, it's like. All these words have like the opposite meaning too. You go down, and it means the exact opposite. Right. All, if properly abjured, the attack of a kirin can take the form of two powerful hoof blows and a thrust with oh, a magically sharp. You got to be kidding me! Their horn is plus three. Their twelve hit dice. 
They get three attacks, and their horn is plus three horn, much resembling that of a unicorn. Was 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 the key Rin basically created by Gary to kill off evil characters, right. player characters? I love it. Yeah, kill them. It can also attack in other ways. Key Rin are able to employ spells of all levels at 18th level quality. Right. Yeah. This is a problem. This, Not- this is a problem for the Shadow, whatever his name is. It's ridiculous. Nine of the first, eight of the second, seven of the third, six of the fourth, fifth of the fifth, uh, four of the sixth, three of the seventh, two of the eighth, and one of the ninth during any given day. They also command four major and six minor psionic disciplines, operating at ninth level of mastery in all. Kirin can, once per day, do each of the following. Create nutritious food for two to 24 persons. Create drinkable beverages. I just feel like the word beverage doesn't belong in D&D. <laughs> Be- beverage, yeah. It's like my knights say I'd like a beverage. Yeah, no. No. Uh, for two to 24 persons, create soft goods or wooden items, which are permanent. Create, I'm getting tired just reading this. Create metal items of relatively short lifespan of up to 2,000 gold pieces away. Create an illusion with audiovisual and olfactory components, which last without concentration, don't magically dispel their touch in disbelief. Assume, I'm breathless, assume gaseous form, wind walk, call lightning, and summon weather. And, but no, wait, there's more. When a Kieran conjures things of the sky, or which involve air, the creature or magic is at twice normal strength, including hit points and damage inflicted. Kieran speak their own tongue, but with their special telepathic speaking ability, they're able to converse with virtually any living thing. I've got to play this thing? It's too hard. It's like playing an 18th level magic user. So this is, and, and if we back to last week, do you see uh, this is from the back of the rogues gallery? There he is. Oh, there it is. Because it's attacking. What is it attacking? What is that? Witch. What's next? And the Lich is probably scared. Well, they're pretty equal. I mean, they're pretty tough. This another Earl Otis picture, by the way. So is this? So the Kieran is like the like the anti Lich, the good Lich. Is there a good Lich? Okay. Uh, the good Lich of the North. Yeah. Good Lich. Okay. Ki, uh, Kieran. Wait, I'm sorry, I forgot again. What is it? Kieran. Well, Ki. per per minion no, is key. <laughs> per others, I see it going back and forth. Oh, really? Well, by the way, uh, Dan, uh, Rob, I was just thinking this. Rob's like, uh, I thought you complained about these multi-paragraph things in the uh, Fiend Folio Monster Manual. This one's pretty lengthy, too. It's long. I don't like it at all. Yeah. He ran conjures... Okay, I'm sorry. The uh, wrong description. God, I don't want to read it twice. The code of the key ran is luminous gold. Well, that's nice. Much as a sunrise on a clear day. Oh, so you're standing there and it's reflecting. You see like this gold reflecting mm-hmm. light going across, streaking across the sky. That's pretty cool. That is very it's cool. Its mane and tail are darker gold. Its horn and hooves are golden pink. Its eyes are violet. Oh, okay. The skin of this creature is worth oh, – this is horrible. Why would they say this? Gary, the skin of this creature is worth 25,000 gold pieces. If it's perfectly intact, so am I trying to hoping to find one dead or or kill? I'm like, kill it in a way I'm that right kill, killing. Yeah, that's awful. So this is always bad when you roll this because then you have the challenge of well now you have to figure all this stuff out. So the good news is, it just always reminds me of the Rogues Gallery. They had a pre-generated Kieran in here. I'm, oh really? Yes, on page thirty-five. So that's why do I need that? That's a rogue. 
the rogues gallery. This is. I know, but so he's like, so it's like, wow, okay, that's very useful. Is that have a name? Uh, Kieran. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> Bob the Kieran. Bob the Kieran. Kieran the Kieran. Karen the Kieran. Females very hard to very rare. All right, Karen the Kieran. Or okay, all right. So you and know, this I, one he has wish, powered blind. Otto's Irresistible Dance, Limited Wish, Charm Plants, Cone of Cold twice. Yeah, he's he's got some spells. Well, I'm going to make you do the dance first. That's my first. I'm just going to play with you. That's not, yeah, doesn't sound either. very good to have you torture. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I immediately revert to typical player personality. I'm this right? avatar of goodness. Dance for me, you little evil peasant. Yes. I'm going to ask, well, I'm going to ask you to renounce. Your evil ways. I probably ain't gonna. No, I guess I should just kill you real quick. All right, that would be the lawful good thing to do. Well, he's neutral parenthetical evil too, so. Oh, masterpiece. Yes. Oh, well. All right. So, are we ready for surprise? Are we ready for surprise? We are. Let's do it. Well, first we have to figure out what light we're in. So, roll a d8 for me. Because he's, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna do a minus one now because. Well, we're in the yeah. Because we're in, well, he's a light guy, right? So, even though we're on this plane, and I'm not sure how he got on this plane. I like the light. Well, oh, what am I doing there? I'm in the, I'm in the abyss. Yeah. Well, Whoa. you're on the astral plane, but you've somehow you've connected to the 67th layer of the abyss, which is interesting as well. There, so there must be like, an astral portal on the 67th plane of whatever we're on. What was the name of this place again? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but I, 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 so, so I'm just going to like poke through with my horn and yeah. stab you in the In the, the heaving body. hills. The hills are alive with Kirin. All right. The hills are alive with the sound of Kirin. Hold the one, sir. One. On the light. Pole. It's bright light. Wow, I'm dazzling. Yeah, you're, you're dazzling, which causes, of course, for the Shadow Master if that's a problem. Oh, this is getting horrible. Yeah, because now he gets Kieran, minus one dice, dice and bright light, so. Kieran's never going to lose. You know, we said that before. We had ancient red dragons. We've had Tarasks, and somehow they. <laughs> you would need, you need a, we need to bring back the Tarask. We did roll a Tarask, didn't we? Yes. That's horrible. Yeah. We need a Tarask. All right. All right. Fine. So let's do surprise. I don't okay. know how. This, do you have a special. Do you get surprise less or more? It didn't say no. I don't. I mean, it was a very lengthy read, so I may be forgetting it. Okay. But not to my recollection. All right. I rolled a two. I rolled a one. So there we go. Interesting. So what does that mean, Dan? This is strange. We're both. Sorry. That means that. The way I believe it, means, yes. what it means is, is I am surprised for one. So I'm surprised for two, you're surprised for one, which means I'm surprised for one. That's right. That's the way we rule it. I'm sure that'll cause controversy, but that's what we're going to do. So uh, that means you have one segment you could cast a spell. What spell would you like to cast? No, no, no. You, no wait, aren't I the, I'm the, I'm the key ran. Oh. I'm surprised. Oh, that's right. That's right. You rolled a two. I'm sorry. That's right. Yeah, yeah. this is your chance. Oh, good. Well, let me think what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh. See, this is what... Well, let's see how close we are. We are uh, t- 10 feet away from each other. Okay. Oh, so you, oh, you're in range then. Yes, we're in range. So what am I going to do? Uh-oh. This, this is when you really wish we were using critical hits, right. like a chart of good hits and bad misses, because that would give you a puncher's chance. 
you really have no chance now. I just I got to look at I I usually don't look at the table, but when it's minus five armor class, I've got to look at the table. How many hit dice do you have? Four. It's going to be. Are we using that special rule? You know, there's that special rule when you get the multiple twenties. Then you have to do it's a complicated rule, right? But it's 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 not just a twenty, but then it's a twenty plus something else, right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about because you pointed it out to me. Actually. Oh yes, that's right. Yes, the 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 right. I may it may be impossible for me to hit you. Yeah, it's on page uh, well, ninety something of that. That's optional. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm gonna make. Uh, I I'm gonna try to uh, start You're- baying, and it, but you have ninety. You have a hundred percent. So now here's an interesting question: If you have a magic attack, in this case, the uh, baying, uh, you know, this creature can bay. Is it, ma- but wait, why is that magical? You don't think it's magical? Hang on. I, I gotta go to the, hang on. I gotta get out the book. All right. So that's clearly, it's a weird creature. So, well, that doesn't answer whether it's fiend fall or monster manual too. Okay. Are you under shadow or are you under mastiff? It's under mastiff. Obviously. I mean, it'd be great if it wasn't magic, because then I'm going to bay, and you're going to have to run, and that'll be great. This is the amount of entry I want. I like that. Right, two paragraphs. Okay. Right, I can re- read this whole thing. Okay. Well, it is. It's a special attack. Mm-hmm. Where? Okay. Where's so the bay? Because you see where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think it's magical. Well, I, it doesn't say it's magical. I, I just assumed that it's so harrowing that I'm scared. Well, then you have if to you, make a save versus, it says save versus spells, so. Oh, boy. Because this is critical. If it's magical in nature, I, yeah. it, you, it would not work against you. If it isn't, the way, it's, way, way we've read it is... The baying of a pack of shadow masks is certain to cause certain to cause panic. Certain to cause panic. Unless the save. No, we said that. Oh wait, oh wait, what is this? The save is if you drop any item in your hand. Oh, that's right. That's right. The ba- this is huge. That's what I'm saying. This is like when there's like a call on it. Like everything slows down. That all the refs huddle over at the mm-hmm. scores table. That's right. And you're sitting there and you're waiting <laughs> and they're looking. Boo, what are you doing? Let's go. <laughs> we made it and we just make a decision and move on. That's wow. It. This is a toughie. So, because you're leaning, you know, there's stuff pulling in in both directions. Mm-hmm. Before it was, before you said unless a save versus spells is, all right, let's, okay, let's, let's, can we, all right. Shall, do we need to do magic resistance now? Yeah, we're going to have to you do magic resistance, yeah. See, it's like, okay, all right, fine. I don't know why I'm upset. That's what this show is. I'm like angry. Right. Well, <laughs> what this, the show is. This is usually what, that's how I feel the whole time. And then I just have to remember. That's the show. Yeah. Well, we don't have a guest today, so I don't have the pressure of trying to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you right. have a book to finish or something like that. So I am trying to be cognizant of that time. So really, it's whenever you decide, hey, I got to work on my book, <laughs> you just go, I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I just I just gonna get up and leave. I'm gonna be like Bilbo. <laughs> so you're probably just gonna disappear. <laughs> I look up and it's got quiet. That's that's when the, that's what I'm done with the whole show. Right. <laughs> the whole series. There's just gonna be one time we're just gonna drop. That's the, right. Yeah, I'm just gonna drop that headset, walk off, 
And you know I'm done. It was done. Okay. Um, all right. Magic resistance. I'm going to the monster manual for this. Okay, and I'm going to go to the DMG for that. But it's the same thing. So Shannon. Shannon from uh, Bruce, yes, Bruce County, Ontario asks, how does magic resistant works in AD&D? Well, that's a great question. Uh, so magic... Angry, angry dwarves. Everyone's angry. angry. It's an angry time. We're angry. Okay. I'm going to read I'm going to read from the monster mail cuz it's very short. Yes, I like that. My guess is going to tell me nothing. Magic resistance indicates the percentage chance of any ah oh, spell spell absolutely failing in the monster's presence. It is based on the spell. We're going to have to go to the glossary now. Yes. Spell being cast by magic user of 11th level. And it must be adjusted upwards by 5% for each level below 11th or downwards for each level above 11th of the magic user casting the spell. I assume it can. Now, it's also, it's also cleric or illusionist, though, isn't it? Of course. It? Well, okay. It says, well, this is, again, this is, you're, you're, a, you're a textualist and a strict constructionist, usually. You're usually, if it says, right, magic user... That necessarily means nothing else. Well, I'm reading at the DMG. It just says the percentage chance of any spell absolutely failing. Okay. So I apologize. You should not apologize. There's no reason to apologize. You've, you've provided useful information. Thus, a magic resistance of 95% means that, I, okay, we know. I get that. Even if a spell does not take effect, or I'm sorry, does take effect on a magic resistant creature, the creature is entitled to normal saving throws. Yes. Note also that the magic resistance of a creature has an effect on certain existing spells. Well, that, see, now this is interesting. Such as Hold Portal, where it indicates the probability of the magic resistance shattering... Oh, it has to indicate the probability of the magic resistance shattering the existing spells. So Hold Portal, if we went to Hold Portal and read up on that spell, mm -hmm. it would indicate that magic resistance can shatter it? Uh, I guess so. I've never read... I mean, I've, I've read Hold, Hold Portal, but it's been a long time. It has to... It has to indicate it, though. It says, note also that the magic resistance of a creature has an effect on certain existing spells, such as a hold, <laughs> such as a hold portal, where it indicates the probability of the magic resistance shattering the existing spells. So what have I learned about that? Just how to calculate it, and I've learned it works on existing spells. Okay, you're up. Yeah, so, I mean, that is a good point. You, you, if you read it textually, it's only spells, but clearly... There are things that are spell-like that uh, would be affected as well. We've, we've always ruled, and I'm pretty sure, like a ring of invisibility replicates the invisibility spell. And that's why they give the level of character. So magic resistance has always impacted wait. magic uh, that. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, that's very significant. Though. Uh, is that just your no. that's, that's your interpretation? Well, because, well I'm, I'm inferring that if you go to the Ring of Invisibility, it says it produces the same effect as the Invisibility spell. Oh, so if, if something produces the effect of a... So, so, ah, you're very good, my friend. I see you're, you're building an argument. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not stupid. Well... I'm, I'm, well, you're I'm, supposed I'm, to be playing Super Genius, which people were chat <laughs> people were, were hoping that you would figure that out. They're like, "How is he going to play that Super Genius?" Yeah, that's hard. It's easier to play stupid, right? It's easier to play less intelligent, <laughs> right. more intelligent easier to play down. 
<laughs> right, it sure is. So, um, and, okay, I'm going to a portal. And I recall somewhere in the DMG, I thought, because, of course, the only thing they talk about magic resistance is in the glossary, which made it so prevalent. So, anyway, back to Shannon's original question. Uh, hello, Josh. Um, it is a... This creature is so resistant to the foibles of uh, magic that it has a percentage chance to ignore the effects regardless. And that percentage chance changes based on the spell, the level of the spellcaster. And it's based on the level. So if they have a drow, which is the one that's the, usually the first creature that people run into that's such a pain, is uh, they have typically 25%. Uh, and it adjusts based on the level of the drow. And so let's just say 25%. If you are a 7th level magic user and you try to cast Fireball on the, on the drow and it blows up, uh, you're 7th level, you're 4 levels less than 11th, which is the baseline. You add 20%. Now they have a 45% chance. If they roll under 45, the Fireball does nothing to them. If their magic resistance fails, then they get their normal saving throw and they would save for half. So, I didn't find anything in whole portal talking about that. You can look up whole portal no, too. So. I didn't see anything in whole portal. Some saying that, Menion, but I guess Menion came told us about P and Key, and and now he's out. So that's good. Have a good have a good one, sir. So okay, so Matt did, did, did so the glossary talks to it doesn't really add anything, but it, you know you're right, it adds any spell. That's right. So so so, I guess the lesson here is that there's spells too that are just existing, right? It's not just simply spells that are cast upon you, but so hold portal things like that. So you really got to think about that. Right. Any spell, right? Wall of force. That's they could w- potentially walk through a wall of force. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. So now we're back to, all right, now we, we, at some point we have to deal with our issue. And the issue is whether or not it is a, so the, really the question is simply, is it easy to state, hard to answer, is it a spell or is it not? Would you include, spe- what, what, do, you ha- do you believe in things that are spell-like? Yes. I mean, that, what I have connotated magic resistance always been, and I don't have the sighting here, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember because we talked about magic items because they've actually talked about swords hitting people. So, for instance, the, uh, no. the sword still works against this. Yeah, clearly. Everyone agrees with that, right? No one's applying magic resistance to a magic sword, right? Well, some have argued that some of the – like if you had a flame tongue, the, the magic sword would work, but maybe the flame wouldn't work. That's the kind of – that's where it gets sideways on some of this. I don't like – no, it's a spell. Right, then that's an interesting take, but I'm trying to remember somewhere in here where they talk. I thought it was oh, in the DMG. Oh, so what you're saying is when you say they, you're not talking about three dudes in a basement. No, no, it's not like you and in, I you know, babbling. Calgary. So, maybe it was a dragon magazine. I'm going to have to do some more research on it because, again, I didn't look it up. But the basic magic resistance is for spells. But I'm pretty sure because once you expand that to, to magic, then it gets all kinds of crazy. Um, there's no, and if you look it up, there's no in the back. Is spell resistance listed in the index in the DMG? I don't see, which is going to make it hard, right? There's spell casting 
research. Well, so, I mean, the first question is, yeah, we'll have to look it up later. You know, this is, goes back to the DM thing. Uh, I'm going to rule it's a spell. Now the question is, is this a spell-like effect or is it just an ability that they do? Right, right. That's, that's where we are at. Right. That, that's oh. the more fundamental question. And for the purposes of this, because if it is an ability, uh, and, and David is, as you know, he disagrees with your take on surprise that uh, he thinks the Kirin would be have surprise for a segment. We, you've convinced me the otherwise, but that's another story. So, yeah, because I would be surprised the two, the, uh, the diary. All right, I know I'm preaching to the choir. But with you, regardless. Because I, I want this thing to keep going, and I don't want a Kirin to be the thing so that when you kill the Kirin, that you take his horn and everything else. I'm going to say that uh, it is an ability. It's not magical, and he can do that, and you run away. Sorry. Have a nice day. That's what I'm ruling, if you don't like it too bad. Wait till it's over. Right. That's it. You flee in panic. Wow. No one's ever— okay. if, you, if you can't defeat the Shadow Mastiff— well, because— you're not. You're the one. I don't mean this in a, a derogatory sense, but you're the one who convinced me that the shadow mastiff wait, can, wait, bay, wait, wait. can bay with one shadow mastiff. So I'm like, okay, well that means he's he's super powerful. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. There's a comma. Okay, let's look at that sentence. Mm-hmm. The baying of a pack of shadow. Number one. It, well, I know. It's a, so the baying of a pack of shadow mastiffs. Right. Is to cause panic, comma, resulting in flight directly away from the bang while dropping any item held in the hand, comma, unless a save versus spells is made. I believe that the last clause modifies the first clause, that the clause in the middle, I'm just going to start using big phrases, which I don't really know what they mean. Right. Well, you're, this, is your, this is your teaching background, which is good. Yes, right. Well, and I am a super genius, right. at, least for this, at least for this episode. For result, I think it's an independent clause. I think I get a save to avoid fleeing, not dropping. I think if I panic, I drop. But I think the last clause gives me a save. Now, not only do I think that is, oh. is makes sense grammatically, the way it's the sentence structure, mm-hmm. I think it also makes sense just from common sense that, you know, you generally get a save from these sort of things. Right, but so when do you, are you rolling twice your save? Or if you no. panic, you automatically drop your item? If you That's what I think. The bang of a pack of Shadow Mastiffs is certain to cause panic, comma, resulting in flight directly away from the bang while dropping any item held. Because look, it also says, it doesn't say the, the dropping items is linked with the flinging. Right. So they're not separate. So I, comma, so I think you get it. The way I read this is, I would interpret this as you get a save. If you make the save, you don't flee. If you don't, if you fail the save, you flee and drop your stuff. Okay. I, I mean, that makes it a lot less ridiculous. That's what I think. Right. But now you, for each 100, I, I'm, I'm going to save because you're only one. For each 110, I get plus one. So, right, so I have so I'm plus nine on my save. Right. One's always a I right. plus nine on my save. Well, but yes, you're plus nine to your save, and, and I'm a level. 
12. Right. If, if I were to do, if this was in my game, this would be magic resistance. I, and in fact, there's more comments. People are having comments about the robe of scintillating colors talks about magic resistance. I can't see it here. So I'd have to do more research. But I've always put it basically, uh, except for weapons um, and other things like that, if it's a spell effect, it, it does that. But I'm going to make my save. Anyway. Right. Well, you got to make your roll first. Nine. I need a ten. Yeah. So plus nine. So you, you can roll a one. Go ahead. And then you're dropping okay. your horn. If you fail, you're dropping your your you're so terrified your horn flies out of your head. <laughs> and, and, and and my whole coat, and your whole coat. That's right. You leave your coat. <laughs> so roll d twenty. Pile of gold. That's, all right. Here we go. But here, I'm folks, rolling. is this is what makes the game good. The DM and the players are work together to come up with something, and we're moving on. Okay. The, the game, the, the the groups that don't do that, they don't last. There you go. There's a lesson here for you kids. Okay. I rolled a five. Okay. So, all right. So now it's initiative. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to disrupt your spell if you try to cast a spell. What are you doing, oh great Kirin? I have a wish spell. You do. You're going to try. I can't. Can you dead? Huh? I've never dealt with a wish before. I've never had a wish. Can I wish you dead? Can I wish you to you could, implode? You could wish a lot of things. I'll have to adjudicate that. You have to. I'll have to. I'm going to have to talk to your wife as an attorney and parse your wish out to make for any legal loopholes, depending on how terrible it is. I I I I wish I wish you to die. It's terrible. I know I'm awful good now, but you know, it happens fast. No, you're you know, you're parenthetically evil. Okay, okay, so you're going to cast Wish. Okay. I'm going to attack you then, because you're going to be standing there without your dex bonus. Okay. All right, so here's five. Do I get a Wish every episode? No, you just get, well, if you want, sure. Four. 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 Oh, I get to attack you. What's your armor class? Negative five. <laughs> I wonder what your dex is. I, wonder... I think you need a 20, yeah. All right. Mm. You need a 20. I missed, shockingly. It's ridiculous. Okay. So you're going to say I'm dead. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to, you know, I think that's an alignment change, my own personal opinion. You're a parenthetical evil. And you've been, you've been on a murdering spree. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you just use power word kill on me? I think, well, I don't, did you have that? I don't think you had power word kill. You had, I don't know about it. I, you had wish. I don't know about any of this high level stuff. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. I, well, I'm not a super genius. You had power word blind. You didn't, you, I, well, you didn't use the spell I thought you were going to use. Oh, yeah. Uh, irresistible dance? Yeah, I thought you were going to use that, but okay. It made me feel bad. Why, why would it make you feel bad? I'd be torturing you. Well, okay. So, wish. Okay, so you took your time. What, what's your wish? You need to for say you it. To die. Uh, okay. I, I, I wished for you to die as I look at you. Okay. Immediately. <laughs> Wait, did I get that in there? I wish for you to die. Immediately. Because <laughs> you will die at some point. Yeah, so is that the way, the way it works? Well, I'm going right? to give him a saving throw. You die at old age. Yeah. You get a saving throw against a wish? I think so. You're just saying that. That's fine. Uh, other, you, uh, you get minus three to your strength, potentially. You, I think you have to make a saving throw because you're trying to kill someone with this. This is. It says, other forms of wishes that will cause the spellcaster to be weak and require two to eight days of bed rest due to the stress of the wish placed upon time, space, and her body. Oh, my gosh. 
wait, if this doesn't work, I'm just like laying there. Yeah. You're just like killing me. And wishing another character dead would be grossly unfair. For example, you did might well advance the spellcaster to a future period where the object is no longer alive. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. I like that idea. So you, you actually go poof and you disappear. Well, I'm, like 50, I'm like 50 years into the that's future. That's right. You just moved 500 years into the future. Fine. You're still dead that's right. 50 years in the future. That's right. I'm dead. But you're gone. I like that. That's I like that even better. See, wi- wow. wishes are fun, folks. The shadow map. Yeah, I should have just gone with a friggin' attack. <laughs> with the- <laughs> Scott, he had the eight form. hit points. I got greedy. <laughs> All this power got to your head. So, oh man, I didn't know how to handle it. I know it's it's tough. That's why I hit- everyone out there like you, idiot. You're a super genius. So yeah, you had the hoof of, the famous hoof of horn. Casting spells without knowing what they do should be dangerous. So, yeah, well, that's that's good. This was very illustrative of a lot of things: how to adjudicate difficult subjects, how you have to work with your players. If not, you're not going to have a group. Um, how to pronounce Kieran? How to pronounce Kieran? That was perfect. How not to play a Kieran? How not to play a Kieran? Um, and you know, if you're in David's game. The Kieran gets surprised. And you know what? You got to live with that. He's the DM. If I'm the DM, that's how we're going to work. Because um, in the end, as long as you're consistent and people know it, that's fine. Uh, that, that to me is probably the biggest thing where DMs get in trouble is when they make a ruling, then they don't. Like when we get done with magic resistance, I should go do some research and then come back and say, hey, this is how I ruled it, but this is how I'm going to do it going forward and be consistent. You should spend the time that you otherwise would have spent working on uploading the interview segment <laughs> right. to do magic resistance research. So uh, the Chamberlain must have went and got a snack or something. So uh, the Dan running the Kirin or Kyrin uh, just said he wanted the Shadow Massive to be dead, um, not realizing that in the player's handbook it says if someone wants someone dead uh, – the, I said immediately at the end, though, right? I mean, I, there probably was a little bit of hesitation, which didn't work, because you may recall, I said, I want you dead. Right. And then, like, five seconds later, I go, immediately. Well, that's too late. The but spell, I, the, 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 the late, cosmic forces had, had worked to your thing. Very like a Monty Python segment. <laughs> exactly. I want you dead. Immediately. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just hear immediately as I'm, like, blinking out. So... Um, he, no one's dead, but he's gone. So there's no divine intervention, which I like too. Uh, this, this is even better. This is this is the best solution we've had. All right, let's do it. All right, so we're on to spell selection. We're on spell selection. So David, what happened was he cast wish. I adjudicated that that put the Kirin into the future where the Shadow Mastiff was dead. Whatever that future is, but he's not here anymore. So are we in the Kirin's future? No. With random encounter, or are we no, in the we're, Shadow Mass? We're, we're not going the Bill and Ted's time travel. We are in this. Our future has not changed. The Kieran's okay. tra- future has. Okay. The time traveling Kieran. So he can like, go visit his kids, like his kids are older. Right. <laughs> he kind has of, kids, that's of, right. That should be, we should do a show on like the, uh, the, the time traveling Kieran. That'd be fine. Like a Doctor Who, the Kieran. Okay. I like that would be a good adventure. Right? We a good cartoon. Or a good cartoon. But um, right. very good. So I think, and we talked about magic resistance. That was good. Excellent. Spell selection. Let's do it. All right. Oh, and now we've determined that for the Shadow Mastiff, after your parsing of the sentence, which we do agree that sentence is terrible. 
It's not a good sentence. Are you waiting for me to confirm that? It's not a good sentence. They should say, you. it, it should be more of an active voice. Uh, every attorney I'm always dealing with, they always say, must be active voice. Or, or, or it should have been two, two sentences Correct. cleared up. That's right. You must make a save or flee in panic, period, if you flee in panic, comma, right. you drop all your stuff. Right. You drop everything in your hand. Right. Or make a save versus save throw or flee in panic, comma, and drop any items in your hand. So, what, so we've not remained consistent is what you're saying. Right. Well, it's just the sentence is crappy, and that's the problem. Oh, we've not remained consistent. I mean, who reads this stuff is the problem. They should have people like us read it who are not the brightest of bulbs, right. and, and we would be. Jody Lenai. Right. Right? She's like, look. You think she corrected grammar? She said she did minor things. Yeah. She didn't change, like, the, the essence of it. No, not like, hey, that AC should be. <laughs> I wonder if she screwed up at all and, like, did a wrong AC we, or we something. A, we, well, we sort of asked her that, and she didn't volunteer. Mm-hmm. I think she, yeah. she basically said, I don't remember. <laughs> she just wanted to admit. Like, maybe the keyword was supposed to have an AC of five. Right, or maybe the the whole uh, hop, uh, hobbit. The halfling Dex debacle. Yeah, that was her. Oh my gosh! Wow. I don't can't believe you didn't ask her directly. Why do you hate halflings? Why are you racist? It was on my list. I decided she was so nice. It's racist, but okay. Now it's spell selection. I didn't want to go there. Yeah, she was so nice. Okay, here we go. I'm rolling. I rolled a forty-five. Let me guess. It's a magic user spell. Still, yeah. Okay. Would you like to roll as I D- flip and turn? D ten. Sure. Ten. There is no ten. Eight. Oh, look at the. Um, the gosh, a, this is like the superpower mm-hmm. episode. And and this falls into Dragon Forty, which again, um, you know, there was some of the, and we'll get to it later. But people complaining, I guess people complain about all these high level adventures, and one guy's like, "Well, we have these spells. People should try to go high level." I don't agree with it, but because it's annoying. But yeah, I get his point. All right. So sixteen. Uh, yep. Roll a D8 and a D6, or something else. Well, we don't want to do anything that... Okay, all right. Here we go. It is a... Uh, oh, it's a 5 on the 6-sided, and it's an 8, so that's a 16. Whoa! I like the sound of this. That's, this was this was Flaming Dung's third album. Oh, no, this is definitely the Pseudo-Undead's mm-hmm. third album, Trap the Soul. Trap the Soul! Ah, trap the Soul! <laughs> Get in the pit! It's time to trap the soul! <laughs> This is our this is our third album. <laughs> you all know it. Yeah, get on the pit and trap the soul. I love it. All right, that should be that should be. I don't know what it would be about, but I feel like that should be a column in Flipping and Turning magazine. Ah, Flipping and Turning, trap the soul. Trap the soul. Well, you should probably read what it is. Okay, let's go there. All right. The, the, the image that comes every time I hear this, even though it's not exactly the same is in Tomb of Horrors where they show a Serac's skull sucking out, killing the guy. Ah, and he's getting sucked into the gym. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. Uh, it's, it's famous, but okay. Yes, that's right. <laughs> David's called it Trap the Soul. That's right. He call- Trap the Soul. Okay. Oh, wait. I was like, oh, it's not, but it's not ninth level. No, it's oh, eighth level. Okay, it's long. Here we go. I'll start reading. Mm-hmm. This spell is similar to the magic jar, except that the trap, the soul spell, forces a subject creature's life force. Can it work if you have a spirit? I guess I should keep reading. 
and its material body, if any. Oh, and its body into a special prison, magic by the spell caster. The subject of the spell must be seen by the caster, and the magic user must know the subject's true name. Oh, so you should not. Oh, so this is an important tip here. You shouldn't use your real name in D and D. Right. You should have pseudo names. You should have pseudo names because, like, yeah, okay, never use your real name. Okay. As well as when the final word is uttered. So the magic user must know the subject's true name as well uh, when the final word is uttered. Preparatory to the actual casting of the trap, the soul, the magic user must prepare the soul prison. Soul prison. Welcome soul to the prison. soul prison. That's also good. Yeah. I love it. The soul prison. A gem of 1,000 gold pieces value for every hit die or level experience the creature in soul is to be trapped possesses. So this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you're like, yeah, like, this is like a hit job. Right. Kind of. On, your, on someone's soul. Uh, okay, i.e., it requires a 1,000 gold piece value to trap a 10 hit dice, 10th level creature, by placing an enchant and item spell upon it, and then placing a maze spell into the gem, thereby forming the prison for the soul to be trapped. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you can be trapped in a gem. Right. There are two manners in which the soul of the victim can be imprisoned. The final word of the spell can be spoken when the creature is within spell range, but this entitles it to exercise its magic resistance, if any. There you go. And a saving throw versus magic as well. Wait, do magic users do, wait, do characters get magic resistance at any point? Yes, there's the most, what's the easiest way for magic resistance to happen for? Well, you're an elf. Uh, well, that, that well, that, no, they for, against spells, yeah, against sleep and paralyzation. Yeah, that's limited. It's talked about in the player's handbook, page. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a Dan. So Dan on page uh, twenty-two, it talks about. Oh, it doesn't talk about it here, but it's it, you. You learn about it later. It's the paladin if you get a holy sword. Oh, the paladin, if you get a holy sword, you get magic. But, but otherwise than that, like magic users don't, at a high level, they don't just don't start getting magic resistance. I believe in wish, you could cast a wish to get, grant yourself magic resistance. Oh, But okay. it's a very small amount. But still, it's ridiculous. Now, again, going back to magic resistance, because it's so powerful, the idea is you, uh, you cannot have certain spells cast on you. Now, some people allow for the magic resistance to be like shields down. I don't agree with that. So the, the classic case is, oh, you want cure light wounds? We have magic resistance. You have to. F- oh, wow. Right. But then this goes back to, can you automatically fail a save? I'm not a big fan of that. I think you still have to make a saving throw. But there's others who argue. I think Gary, someone said, yes, you can automatically. And later editions, they allow that as well. But so, again, if it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. From my perspective, yeah, I mean, it makes interest. I mean, right? I mean, like uh, gnomes and dwarves and halflings, the chance of a spell uh, of a ring malfunctioning, right? right. They, they have a chance because of that. Yes. So that's the same thing. Well, that's because their hands are small because they're tiny. But the elf thing, I don't think. Oh, I didn't realize that. I figured it was because that they're they're kind of. Well, I think it's a combination. I think it's a combination. Yeah, they're highly resistant. But I think half. Well, one of them is not magic resistant. Halflings are. Gnomes are or not? I forgot. With no ring. Oh, oh, just in general or for yeah, ring? Yeah, in general. Okay, I don't know. I'll, so I'll keep reading while you. Go ahead. Yeah, we're we're distracted again. I apologize for those out there trying to keep track. Let's trap the soul. Anyway, go ahead. 
The, the final word of the spell can be spoken when the creature is within spell range, but this entitles it to exercise magic resistance, if any, and a saving throw versus magic as well. And if the latter is successful, the gem shatters. The second method of soul trapping is, from, is more insidious. Oh, I like this one. I like insidious. Right? For it tricks the victim into accepting a trigger object inscribed with the final spell word, mm. which will automatically place the creature's soul into the trap. If this method is used, it will be necessary to name the triggering item when the prison gem is magic. Wait, so who has to name the item? The magic user. I just have to say it? Yeah. Is, is tricks incepting a trigger object inscribed with the final word, which all my place... It is necessary to name the triggering item when the prison is magic. So what's the object that's going to trap this gem? A sympathy spell may be placed on the trigger item. So when they pick it up, it's then transferred to the gem. They're not the same. The gem and the, and the object are, don't, are not the same thing. So I can have any tra- uh, loaf of bread. Like, you're at the market. You're goobers. Goobers. You're, you're at the market. Right. You're at the movies. Right. And I've got a pack of goobers. Ah. And so I can use the pack of goobers. So I, I want to be more insidious because I don't want you to have a save. So I'm going to make that the trigger. So I've got to inscribe it with the final spell. So, I, I'm, an, so I'm inscribing the final spell word on the pack of goobers, correct? Yep, that's right. And then, So then I've got to say, hey, do you want – it will be necessary to name the triggering item when the prison gem – Right, and then when the person accepts the goobers, like I said, hey, let's go to the lobby. Let's all go, which is, again, a band. It's owned by a death metal, whatever, alternate metal band. Right. Let's go to the lobby, and, and, and you say, hey, I want raisinets. I'm like, no, 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 how about this? Here, I bought you goobers. That's terrible. And so, and then you go, ah, and I go, ah, except, ah. except my gem doesn't cost much because you're – Less than one hit dice. Well, how much if it says one hit dice per thousand? What happens if you're zero level? Is it like a f- oh. ten gold piece gem? One for every hit die. <laughs> I, you're right. No, it could, it could be like what is it? Uh, cubic? Uh, it's like what was the fake? It's cubic zirconia. The glass. It's, it's, it could be a fake gem. So that's terrible. So I just got to get you to. So another. Okay. So what are the lessons here? Don't give out your real name. Don't accept strange candy from... Don't accept, yes. Don't accept candy from strangers. If you see the magic user with the wizard on the side of his van, or yeah. the dragon, you know, those like those 80s vans that have the, the, the wizard on the side, and he comes out and says, hey, you want some candy? Probably should avoid that. Can the item be handed by somebody other than the magic user? Can I give it to a little kid? Why not? Oh. So, it, oh, so just don't take anything from anybody. You shouldn't accept gifts. At all. Right. Okay. A sympathy spell. What is a sympathy spell? Maybe placed on the trigger item. That's the so that you want to uh Oh that's terrible. You're more compelled. And that's what David was saying. It's like, boy, this spell you already need three or four spells to make this happen, which is true. So you hopefully you have all these spells because you need maze, trap the soul, sympathy would be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, you need a lot. But if you get all those Yeah, you're 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 making it very Awesome. You're like, I must have those goobers. I guess you get a save from sympathy. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I forgot exactly what it does. It's sympathy, antipathy. That's seventh level, if I remember correctly. 
So as soon as a subject creature picks up or accepts the trigger item, its soul is automatically transferred to the gem. The gem prison will hold the soul trapped until time indefinite or until it's broken and the soul is released, allowing the material body to reform. If the creature trapped is a powerful creature from another plane, and this could actually mean a character trapped by some inhabitant of another plane of existence when the character is not on the prime material plane. It can be required to perform a service immediately upon being freed. Otherwise, the creature can go totally free once the gem imprisonment is broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you just break it like a normal gem then? Yeah, you smash it, and then the guy comes out. You know, I don't need like a bunch of, oh, okay. But so this is terrible. So if I trap your soul mm-hmm. in a gem, I can just toss that thing in the ocean? Right. Lock it away. So, yeah, I just take a boat, and I'm, like, in the middle of the ocean. I just fling it out right. to the bottom of the ocean. You're probably eaten by a fish, by mm-hmm. a gar. Yeah, or put in a, you know, put in a uh, permanent cube of force, protect it. You know, if you're really, you know, it's like you're, if you had an ex-wife or ex-spouse. Here, here, here's, here's your divorce papers. Right. Ah, <laughs> They're in a gem. And so where's the gem can just be anywhere. You can at that have it point. in your pocket. You can do whatever. And yeah. And so, okay, now here's my question. Uh-huh. What if I have what if I have a spirit? What if I'm an elf or a half orc? My well, did would you look did you did you follow your own rule? Well, I would think I can't be trapped then. No. I'm did you look in this book? The cold shit. No, the- looking- oh, we did oh no, I did not. This is your rule. This is. I was like, I was like the glossary. <laughs> <laughs> what would be in the glossary? Oh, it's, that would be. It doesn't helpful. say anything about it. Nothing. Yeah, I, my take: trap the soul is just very dramatic. It's trap the creature, basically. But yes, you could make that argument. No, I think you have to have a soul. Well. Well, it does say, oh wait, 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 wait! It does say subject creatures, life. Force. Right. It doesn't say soul. Right. So is that just sort of like a name? Right. It's just it, to make not... it sound cool. Exactly. I think you're right. That makes sense to me. So okay. So what do I do? So what do I do with this? I mean, it's. Am I taking this into the dungeon? <laughs> no, you're not taking it. Then this is this is the role. Here, Cobalt. Have some goobers. I, I think a lot of these spells were created for adventures. Why? You know, why this creature got trapped? This is the yeah. whole. Yes, agreed. This is this is in the introduction. Yeah. I mean, there's like the soul gem in Ghost Tower. Right. I was trapped. I was. Can you trap the thing? Can, uh, can you, you reuse the same gem? You think? Uh, no, because you have to shatter it when it's broken. Wait, what? If you want to free the creature. No, I want to store a bunch of people. Oh, there. I think it's one per thing. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure there's probably you know the. Crown of Souls, like you know. Well, there's the Soul Gem in Ghost. Have you ever been to Ghost? No, Tower? you told me about it because uh, there's a Soul Gem. It kind of randomly, pew, right? It shoots out randomly, and yes. if you get hit, you get. Yeah, yeah, you get. Tra- All right, that's an interesting one. Trap the Soul. It's a conjuration, summoning. Okay. Or you could force someone. You know, like you said, there's a powerful creature who knows. I don't know. It creates potions that you need to save your you know, the kingdom or whatever, and he's not going to do it for you, so you trap the soul, and then 
I'll let you out if you, because uh, it infers that when it gets out, it will do you, not infers, it says, the creature will do you a favor if you release it. So can you talk to the creature? That sounds like you can. If, so if the creature, okay, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. If the creature trapped is a powerful creature from another plane, yeah, it can be required to perform a service immediately upon being freed. And this could actually mean a character trapped by some inhabitant of another plane. Right. So, characters. so that could be the start of the adventure. These characters go to the movies and they pick up their goobers and they become trapped. And then they get freed on the right. plane of fire or whatever. And then I have to perform a service. So I'm the one performing the service then, yes, right? Then you, that's right. That would be the start of the adventure. You'd be that's forced to. Right. Right, that I've got to perform. Okay. Now, why a 16th or whatever greater being would go through all this trouble to have you, the first level guy to do this, is another story. But I'm bored. Yeah. Well, that's the market wizard. No, I, I meant I'm bored. That's the market wizard. No, I meant can we do something different? I'm bored. Oh. The show. Yeah. No, no, I'm, exactly. no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm bored. So, so basically, this is, again, the magic user in the market, which is that, you know what? I'm bored. I'm going to go trap somebody's soul just because I'm evil, right? Like, what is it? Our magic user in our next segment, Cameron, right? Uh, uh, L. Ron Baroon. Right. So I'm L. Ron Baroon. I'm chaotic evil. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go, tra- you know what? I, I'm going to go trap somebody's soul. I guess it's a mean thing to do, right? I mean, so a you want to do it to me? Because I guess, do I know what's going on? Am I trapped in there? I'm not, I don't starve, it sounds like, right? Right. It's like a suspended, I mean, carbonite, I'm Han Solo. Right, you're just, you're, you're in stasis. Okay, uh, am I thinking, do you think? I like, think so, I yeah. So it is kind of cruel. Right, you're, you're, you're like super, uh, the Superman, when, he, when those pris- criminals are putting those panes of glass and they're flying through the galaxy forever. It's a terrible yeah. fate. Okay, all right, I like it. All right, I learned something. Okay. All right, so now we're on to the next thing. Are we going to do our new? Because I, I was suggesting a new segment. Yes. You want to do the new segment first before we do the... the... Let's, so this is just a pilot. Yes, this is a pilot. Let's see how it goes. Right. If it's terrible, we're not going to do it. I want to learn about magic items. Well, clearly. So we're, gonna, we're calling this Treasure Seekers or something <laughs> like that. We haven't really come up with a name yet. Treasure Hunter. Treasure Hunter. Right. Random treasure. Right. So we're, gonna, we're, we're on page 120 of the Dungeon Master's Guide. And yeah, we're gonna, so it's a new segment. We're going to give it a whirl where we do a random magic item, and then uh, we talk about it. Right. And it is, it, yeah, page 120, there's a random treasure determination table. Yeah, so we're going to start with uh, number one, map or magic determination. So roll your percentages. This was news to me that you could have a, a map on your random table. 39, the magic item. So we go to number three. Number three. Okay. Yep. Now roll percentages. On page 121 of the DMG, I rolled an 89. 89. Miscellaneous oh, weapon. So I'm now I'm going to H. <laughs> flipping and turning. Flip, there it is. Flipping and turning. Page, page 125. Yep. Roll percentages. Okay. It's going to be 77. It's be a dagger. Oh, mace plus four. Oh. Wow. That'd be nice. A mi- so here's a question. Can you have anything plus, like a club? I know it's, it's not listed, but can you have a club plus two? Sure, why not? 
I agree with that. So Mace plus four. Well, that's really this is going to be a very short cycle. And who's the plus four? Me. <laughs> is that one better than plus three? Yes. Uh, that's that. Okay. Well, listen. So you know, we 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 said this was a pilot. We've learned some early problems. <laughs> I should have seen this coming. They don't even have a statement for it. Now, what you can do is go under page one sixty-eight. Let's try to let's try to save this. <laughs> it can't even be intelligent. No, it can't have any special powers. If that's where you're going. No, it's, it just says. Go ahead. It bothers me that only swords can be intelligent. Well, that's technically true in the DMG, but do you play it where you think you could have an intelligent spear? Whether well, are we leveraging the extended canon of D&D modules? Uh, if, it's, if it's modules from the era, I'd love to hear about it. My understanding. Now, here's the caveat. These are artifacts. The mm. Whelm, Wave, and Black Razor. Black Razor's a sword. Oh, this is a White Plume Mountain? That's right, White Plume Mountain. 99% positive. I don't have S3, S2 here. Uh, they are intelligent weapons. And one's a trident. Got it. Okay, I like that idea. I really like intelligent weapons. I think they're fun. Another personality. Okay, so why am I on page 168? Because at the bottom, we're trying to save this thing. What does it say at the bottom of 168? Under miscellaneous weapons? That's right. The various items listed generally have their bonus applied to both to hit and damage dice, whether it's plus one, plus two, plus three, or plus four. Any miscellaneous weapon which is not totally self-explanatory, is detailed in one of the special paragraphs below. Well, this is totally self-explanatory. Exactly. Wait, that, that's it? That's it. There you go. It's, you can feel confident that it's totally extra, uh, self-explanatory. I'm not sure yet, but I think this segment sucks. <laughs> but you know, I, think, I think we should continue to do it because, you know, so fine. It's a Mace Plus 4. Right. Right? Hey. There it is. Good. That's a pretty good item. I, right. And then I'm curious on people on the chat. Uh, so, again, what makes D&D fun, especially when you're rolling up, when you're creating your own adventures, right? You use the Monster Manual treasure table. You, you have whatever. Uh, an orc. Well, let's say you have an orc lair. And you roll up this whatever treasure type it is. And it comes up with... A miscellaneous magic item, and you roll up a plus four. Yes, okay, and that's an interesting question. So, or raising an interesting issue. So, on on treasure type. Yes. So, if any of these had said miscellaneous magic, then that's what our roll just would have been. Correct. Right? Well, Miscellaneous weapon. Oh, yeah. See, so, for example... It says like, miscellaneous weapon, because there's miscellaneous magic. There's multiple tables of that. I understand. I understand. But so, miscellaneous magic, if we had had one of these treasure types and we had rolled it, like, what's a kobold? Like, like so could you have just found a kobold's treasure type? Well, individuals have J... Individuals would not have one. Oh, individuals are J-O... Individuals J... Oh wait, why why do you say that? Because I'm ninety nine percent positive they don't a cobalt's treasure, individual treasure type has no magic. Oh it's nil. Oh yeah, let me see. Yeah, it's J is is nil. O is nil. Q. Oh yeah, you're right. That's terrible. Yeah. 
So you need you need a. We're on page one hundred five of the Monster Man. You're looking at the treasure type. So oh oh, the sucky ones are J through Q. Right, they're the individual right. ones. That's what individuals have. Yes, I told you uh, this. They're sucky. That's right. They're terrible. So if I look at Orc, it's going to be one of those individual. Yeah. L. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh look at C individuals. Oh individuals L. Okay, I'm confused. Can you go to... Oh, so. oh, here we go with the commas. We've gone over this, Dan. The commas get you again. Yeah, what are the commas? In layer. Or the in layer. layer, that's right. So if I was in a kobold layer, right. or an orc layer, I could have gotten the mace plus four. Yes. Right. The individuals are always just carrying. Correct. So this is very interesting. Well, I don't want to exaggerate. Are you telling me that orcs only carry electrum pieces? Look, I go to orc. Orc says individuals L, semicolon. Right. And then I go to L, and all it is is 2 to 12 pieces. Of Electrum. Yep, they just loaded down with Electrum. <laughs> so orcs only orcs only carry Electrum? Yes. Per, per this. <laughs> they, they get no respect. They have the, the least respected uh, coin out there, the Electrum piece. Wait, is Electrum worth? No, Electrum's in between silver and gold, it's isn't two, it? It's two Electrum for a gold. Okay, in, it's better than first silver. Huh? It's better than silver. Well, it depends on oh. silver, yeah. So, cobalt's only... Well, wait a second. Hold on. Go to cobalt. There's no semicolon. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Semicolon. Mr. Someone probably left a uh, semicolon out. Oh, don't say it. You're not. You're not saying. I didn't. Jerry, I, didn't I didn't say it. Don't say it. What? There's no semicolon. Right. Right. So. <laughs> so what happens? So it's individuals J. Look at O. You think each individual O has one to four thousand pieces of copper on them? No. <laughs> Okay. One to three thousand. Cobalt has five thousand coins on him. He's moving slow, so I should write a little semicolon. In yeah, there you can so put it, it here. Hold on, this is my book. It still has my yeah. official name on it in the in the little sticker tape. Yep, yep, yep. Are you going to put a semicolon? I'm going to put there? a semicolon. I'm defacing the book because you said it's okay. So they so cobalt. It is okay. It actually helps. So cobalt's are only carrying copper. There you go semicolon. Oh, and look. Goblins, you know, Jody really should clean this up. Goblins, wow. then it's individuals K, comma, layer C. There's no consistency <laughs> here. So, so so goblins are K. So goblins are only carrying silver. You're right. This is weird. So goblins carry silver. Mm -hmm. Orcs, electrum. Kobolds, copper. Right. Oh, it's going up in order, isn't it? Right. Same thing as the hit dice. Yeah, so what would be – so Noel is L and M. Oh, they get Electrum and Gold. Oh, Hobgoblins are going to be good. What well, Hobgoblins would be good as well, right, right? Right, Hobgoblins would be better than Orcs in theory. Oh, they are – well, I guess it's – I got to figure it out. There's no semicolon. So I guess it's going to be J and M, M which is Gold – and then I then I guess it stops at D. Okay, all right. So for those who maybe, if you've used prepackaged modules, this is all figured out for you. If you were writing your own adventure, doing a random encounter, 
here's what you would have to do. I mean, Gary talks about in the DMG placement of treasure and magic items. And again, he wants you to be, he wants you to find that sweet spot. Don't be such a tightwad because if you don't get experience, if you don't give treasure out, if you, that's the main driver of experience points, your players are going to be unhappy, but don't be Monty Hall. He tends to err towards less. So if you had a creature that, again, going back to, so here's a question for you, Dan. The yeah. orc lair, right? Or let's say goblins, your favorite, four to four hundred, right? So the lair is C for four to four hundred. Do you nerf the amount of money? Let's say you roll crappy on the four to four hundred for forty to four hundred for goblins. You end up with, I don't know, 110. And your party cleans them out. And then you roll for C. Do you say, well, there's only 110, which is basically 25% of the maximum? Uh, goblins, or you just say, hey, they, this is what the goblin layers has, this is what they get? I say, I just roll. I'd sort of hurt my head. I do just roll. <laughs> I wouldn't adjust it. I just, I agree. Because I like the random anyway, so like right. if this small group has a ton, that's funny, or, and, and the vice versa. But go, can I go back to kobolds? I'm very upset about this. Uh. Okay, their lair is O and Q, right? Mm-hmm. They have no maps or magic items? No. Oh, look, it does say maps up there, maps or magic. They have no maps or magic items. Right, they suck. That's crazy. Kobolds never have magic items in their lair. I know I'm just repeating. You can keep saying it. Right? That's terrible. Even the gods, even the god. why do they not have any magic items? Because they're garbage. They're all taken? Even in lair C, even... The lowly goblin. Yeah, the goblins could have magic items, right. But that's so funny. But look at this. They only get their entire lair. They have 4,400, and it's, there's only a 10% chance of two. Is that? Am I understanding that right on C? Any two. Right. 10%. What does that mean? Does that mean I roll You roll 10%. Twice, you, you roll 10%, and then you get any two. It's all or nothing. Right. Yeah, you could get a total screw job out of it. Yeah, so it's not like it's not really a bell curve there with no. one. It, it's 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 flat, and then it's one or two. Right. So it could go from you. you wait, any, any two? Wait, it's always two. Is it ever one? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure. Any a, there is any one? I. No. Oh, right. But so it's always two. If if you get the ten percent, two. On, that's right. You get any two. It's <laughs> never one. Correct. <laughs> okay. Or at least that's the way I've read. That's the way I've always done it. Well, does it talk about treasure type at the beginning? I'm sure it does. Flipping. Turning. Oh, my God. It's enormous. We can't do that in this episode. First of the table, if individual chair, each member of the party will carry. Or, otherwise, treasure is found in layers of monsters explained above. Note that this that although the encounter occurs in a monster layer, and the monsters possess some treasure type. This does not automatically mean that the adventurers will gain treasure by defeating monsters. Most treasure types show probabilities of various kinds of wealth to incur. Supplement dice scrolls indicate the former treasure is not in the treasure trove. Then it's not there, and it's quite possible to, to come up with no wealth. There you go. All right, let's, do, let's, let's punt on that. We, we can do a treasure type episode. Oh, and here... Oh, this goes back to what I was just saying. Finally, it must be stated that treasure types are based upon the occurrence of the mean number of monsters as indicated by the number appearing and adjustments detailed in the exp- explanatory material provided. Adjustments downward should be made, for instance, where few monsters are encountered. 
John, I have to do it. So, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I haven't. I mean, I remember reading it somewhere. That's why I said, do you do that or not? So, Well, I should have. I, well, I've never used treasure type. But so, yeah, so I would have to do that. So there you go. So that's how you would do it. But the point is, with all this, you, you know, you, you, you're in the goblin lair and you roll up a plus four mace. I like that. So in other words, you know, I wonder how many people use treasure type. Because in, in one respect, when you're, write, when you're writing an adventure, and, and I think that Ed Greenwood wrote about this. He had a, he had a list of interesting magic mm-hmm. items. In Dragon Magazine, and I like—I really liked that list. But I remember he wrote in there that you really should come up with your own. This should only be if you're—you really need to use something random on the on the fly. Otherwise, you should customize it for adventure. But you know, I love the random, and so in some respects, it seems like it's the lazy thing to do to use treasure type. You're not customizing it for your adventure. But I also kind of like that idea that you come across a mace plus four in the orc layer because you randomly rolled it. I mean, I love the random. It, I kind of like this idea at times that the DM is just the umpire. You know, you're not creating everything, right? I mean, the, it's this kind of idea that dice don't lie. Yeah. The dice is base plus four. That's a good story. And if it makes things kind of crazy and unbalanced, well, I'll throw in some more monsters. I don't know. What, what's, what's your thought? I think generally I would go with it, especially like that, because it's not a, and we, we talked about placing magic items, whatever episode, whatever that was a, a thousand years ago. Um, it's not going to break your game. It's what I would suggest is in my later DMing, I wouldn't just call it a plus four mace. Get, quickly make some kind of quick backstory for it because that's a super powerful weapon. I think when we make these things so generic, it it loses something. I I and ever since I read the Hobbit again, I'm really trying to make magic items more um, interesting. Yeah, maybe like a uh, so maybe make it like a plus four versus something right. and give it a backstory and some history. Oh, I agree with you completely. I mean, I love history and backstory for magic items. Kind of, it's why I like intelligent swords. Kind of give them a personality. Okay, all right. Shall we move on to? Have you ever yes. played a wizard? Well, as well, the- even though I I'm dead, so it doesn't matter. No, aren't you back? No, I'm not back. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. Dead man walking. You're still going to decide. Okay. Yeah, so, I'm making choices, and, but I'm as a dead man, so it doesn't matter. But okay, you've gone to um, your. Where do you go? You're chaotic good. Where do you go? Uh, I think I'm neutral good. Oh, you think you're neutral good? Neutral oh, okay. le- leaning towards law because I am a government employee, so I do follow the law somewhat. Oh, so 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 neutral good, parenthetical, lawful. Okay, so as um, our listeners will recall, you are playing Elrond Baroon. Mm-hmm. Uh, a magic who's user evil, who's trapped souls in his free time once or that's what he wants to do that's his that's his yes. life purpose to go to the market yes. and trap souls yeah i mean interestingly he, he's he's slain some elves already mm-hmm. it's been a, a lot of fun yeah so he is chaotic evil all right and so uh he is he's searching what something was stolen from well, him he, the hobgoblins. I, he wants to kill the hobgoblins he's going to the hobgoblin Layer, yes. Um, so it's Revenge's Suite because they took uh, his. Uh, did they take a, a ring? That I don't remember. <laughs> where, where Revenge's Suite, uh, they ended up actually breaking into our boat. Yeah, it's a gem of spell restoring. Oh, okay. That was a Makes gem. Sense. Okay. 
And so uh, we are looking for the hobgoblin lair, and uh, some of us, not all of us, have just taken care of ghouls. ghouls some of us yeah. were ripped off by Kelly Villamir. He's on our list of people I got to call back, I'm saying he ripped me off from my elf protection. But okay, I'm not bitter. All right, okay, I'm glad. So as you walk up the hallway from the room, you turn a corner and see a hulking form seemingly munching on a body. He can't be that bad of a guy. Just then he turns around to face you. Oops, it's a white. Oh, jeez. Just enough time to, oh, whites are nasty. Is that mm-hmm. energy drain, mm-hmm. right? Negative material uh, plane. Yeah, right? Yeah, and whites are nasty. So they've got what, the wild yeah, hair? wild hair, yeah. And the claws. They're, they're moderate evil. They're moderate evil. evil. That is, they are the epitome of moderate evil on the absolute, on the absolute table. On the absolute scale. So uh, here are your ten choices. Number one, cast sleep spell on yes. it. If that fails, attack with your attacker. <laughs> you want to die another death. D2, throw dart at it, then charge in to attack with your dagger. D3, cast Ice Storm spell on it, then attack with dagger. Ooh, I like that. D4, cast Continual Light on it while quickly running past with dagger in hand. D5, cast Burning Hands on it, then attack with dagger. D6, cast Magic Missiles on it, then attack with dagger. D7, cast Invisibility on Self using Ring, then run past. D8, Cast a lightning bolt on it, then attack with dagger. That sounds good. D9, cast protection from evil on self, then attack with dagger. D10, use wand of paralyzation on it, then attack with dagger if it fails. So one is sleep, two is dart, three is ice storm, four continual light, five burning hands, six magic missiles, seven invisibility, eight lightning bolt, nine protection from evil. 10 paralyzation. Yep. And some of these are, could be controversial depending on your DM. So if you want to play with the game, just put your, put your, what you think you're going to do in this case. Uh, the angry monk says four. Continual light. Jonathan you know, goes with, with nine protection from evil. Very good. Oh, again, I feel like the waiter. Very good. Very good. That's a good choice. Excellent. Excellent. The impression for you is an excellent choice. Uh, you know, I don't mess around with whites. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going. To, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going with lightning bolt. All right, Dan. You know, in a room. Is that? Oh my God. Is that going to bounce well, around? Who knows? But that sounds good. <laughs> Meaning bad. <laughs> you want me to join you in wherever That's it is? Right. Well, if if, if, if I wanted to kill myself, I would go with one. Um, right. I think they got some resistance, don't they? Yeah. Well, well, this is what the whole undead thing, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, oh. I'm going to pick seven, even though in my game that would not work. Why? Because I don't. I think undead are immune to those type of things in my game. Illusions. I was, I was invisibility. Well, I was kind of wondering that because they they they're partly are they partly in the are they getting energy for the negative material yes. plane or are they partly in the they just get energy from they're not in the negative material uh, plane. Well, it's hard to it's. it's because no. these are corporal creatures, the wraith and specters, they have their their essences back there. They they have some connection. It's again, I'm sure someone has done a better job with that, but Okay. Okay. Uh anyone else? So final call. Final call. 
I got five seconds. So or through avoiding the wraith or killing the wraith. A white. If it was a wraith, it'd be an even worse story. Oh, I'm sorry for a white. Okay, we, that's it. We've got our answers. Okay. All right. What was number one? Sleep with dagger. Okay. It fails. Yeah. Take three hit points of damage in melee and lose polymorph self and slow spell from loss of a level. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, so yeah, you lose your level, and so then you lose your ability to cast those spells. So you lost a level. I guess you then killed it? Uh, maybe. Apparently. So why? So, so whites are resistant. Are they completely resistant? Yeah, I, I think it just... specifically says that in there. Yeah, whites are not affected by sleep, charm, hold, or cold-based spells. Neither poison nor paralyzation harms whites. That's interesting. That says that there. And we've had that issue with can you poison a black pudding. Right. And uh, so here it says it, if it doesn't, which leads, of course, to the negative inference that otherwise you would be. Right. Why do you think they're not affected by sleep, charm, hold, or cold person? Well, because they're dead, I think is the idea. I don't sleep. I don't. I kind of don't sleep anyway. You can't charm me. You can't. What about hold, though? Well, because and why? Again, it's that idea that their soul spirits have been corrupted, and they have this these powers now. And cold, because I'm just cold anyway. Apparently, uh, the cold. Okay. I'm sure that's more legend than rationale. Because okay. I'm sure it's back to the bare white, you know, that they, they live in these damp, cold places, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And didn't, was someone was dead, did he feel very cold when he was attacked by? Did Frodo get, didn't Frodo get attacked by? Yeah, by the ring, ring wraiths. No, oh, I mean, oh, that's right. I mean, that's what I'm thinking of, not the barrel white. Okay, D2. Um, what was Dart, the Dart and oh. Dagger. Okay, it, it, same thing. Yeah. So uh, CD1. Oh, he's getting lazy. Oh, my God, he's getting crazy lazy. <laughs> Yeah, he was sick of it. Uh, that guy hadn't paid him back his twenty-five dollars. Exactly. Whatever he's, already, exactly. he's already moving on. Uh, fails, and and you lose level. Uh, three was ice storm. Wow, same thing. It fails. Oh, because it's cold. cold. That's right. Ah, so glad okay. you didn't pick that. Yeah, I sure am. Four. What was four? Continue a light. It works. Yeah. Great choice. There you go. Good job. Why is that, why is that a great choice? Because they don't like the light. They avoid light, I think it says. Does, oh, does it say that in there? I'm 99% positive, it says. Go look. Oh, so light. So if I see a white, I want to use something. Oh, whites shun bright lights and hate sunlight. Oh, that's great. So if I cast a... So what does that usually mean if I cast a, a light spell on? Well, how do you play that? What happens then? They would have... Like a cross. It would be like the same thing like a cross with the vampire. Like turning almost. Well, they, they, they avoid it. They don't run. Yeah. They just will avoid it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, what was number five? Number five, burning hands. Oh, works a bit, but in melee. Oh, so that works because it's heat based. Yeah. That's good. Works a bit, but in melee, take two hit points. Oh, and you lose your level. Yeah. So you guys. So has anyone? Has anyone picked five? No. Okay. So no one's lost a level. No one currently. No. Okay. What was D six? Magic missile. Same as D5 works a bit. Same as D5. Right. It's just oh, not enough damage because they're too, they're too powerful. Oh, and you lost a level. Seven? Invisibility. Works great. Did anyone take that? No. Well, that worked great. Eight? Eight. Uh, light bulb. Uh, no, lightning bolt. That's you. 
<laughs> light bulb. That's a cantrip. <laughs> that does sound like a cantrip, doesn't mm-hmm. it? A light bulb. Um, D8, same as D4. It works great. I'm getting better. Great choice, says Callie. Thank ah. you, Callie. I appreciate it. Great magazine. D9. Protection from evil than dagger. Works a bit. Oh my gosh! One of our one of our listeners lost a level. Oh, sorry, Jonathan, you lost a level. Okay. And uh, so don't be trying to use that. We need to police this. Don't be using that polymorph self for slow spell next time. Uh, D. Uh, we on D ten. Yep. Paralyzation. Uh, same as D one. It fails three yep. hit points yep. and lose a level. There you go. So what do we learn about fighting whites? Use light. Use light and try to hit. The, don't get near them. That, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Run. Right. Stay away from them. Okay. Losing a level is, is worse than death. God, players hate I would that, just hug. I would just hug the white at that point. I just, because. Hug a white? Yeah, just hug it. Just get totally drained so you could come back as a weaker white. Yeah. Yeah, players absolutely hate that. Okay. Because we had that. So we, we lost, you know, we lost two players. We lost two characters. They became, they didn't die, but they became zero level. One became like zero one because he was wet. Wasn't he like a. That was the controversy, yeah, because it, they were one of them was one slash one, and uh, what happens when you're one slash one? Right, you just lose the ability to ever become. Because if if you're if you go to zero from a white, you, you're never coming. Your your career's right, over. You're done. That's what it says. You're done. Yeah. But so if you're one slash zero, can you get back that? I mean, I was nice and allowed it back. I think I wouldn't. Probably in the future, especially being a tough guy, right? Which is you can keep one. Right. You can, You basically you've leveled. You've maxed out on the zero level at that point. Yeah. You could yeah. go up in the other one because you still have one. So, you, but you'd lose half. Your, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You you lose half your experience points and it goes That's to nothing. awful. You would do that. <laughs> yes, that would be great. Terrible. It's like those people that would like kill like a they kill a uh, uh, what what are those uh, the bugs that all that, that connect to get love, love bugs. bugs. Yeah. Just carrying what you kill one. That's right. Let's, or, around. you know, the, the poor, the conjoined twins and one of the twins uh, dies. That's awful. It's terrible. All right. Shall we talk about Dragon Magazine? Yes, we're about ago? to. But so there's things about uh, undead and invisibility. Why I, I, I hate invisibility. I think it's terrible. I think it's once people have invisibility, the game changes. Basically, the thief has invisibility and then they spend the solo adventure trolling everything. And so then the DM's trying to figure out. So what, that's why I... And what's an offense? And then it's endlessly what's an, offense, what's an attack, right? right? What's an attack? And, this, and the, you know, they're constantly sneaking around, and it's annoying, in my opinion. So I'm always looking for ways to nerf it legitimately. <laughs> and so to me, the, the reason I say undead are, are immune to illusions, not just invisibility, and, and I get the point it's mindless, is because they have lost the illusion, quote-unquote, of life. They're dead now. They have, they've torn the veil, basically. And so they don't see the—it's like the predator. They see the world differently, and that's why I think illusions don't work to them. That's James— there's no yeah. basis for it, but that's why I do it that way. And, well, I, and I let my players know that. So if you try to cast, and that's why charms don't work, and that's why some of this other stuff, they're just, they're not fake. They've seen the world as it is because they're dead. So, and you, you extend that to invisibility. That's Correct, yeah. Saying. Any illusion, they are not, they're not. Uh, oh, because illusion, invisibility is. It's an illusion. It's an illusion. Right. Oh, I didn't think about that. 
I assumed you were actually invisible. You know what I mean? Yeah. You think you're creating the illusion of... Well, it's, it's an illusion of school. Excuse me. I shouldn't say it's... Uh, it, I thought you were actually invisible. Uh, no. I'm, Are you not? Huh? I'm pretty sure. Okay. Let me guess. It's in magic user first, I yeah, guess. second level. Wow. Just yeah, and that's level. what sucks. I mean, I'm glad that illusionists don't get it for first level because then it would be even yeah. more painful. It's illusions flash, slash phantasm. Yeah. It says to vanish from sight. Hmm. Yeah, so to me, it's almost like, again, I, and again, there's no basis for this as James because I hate invisibility. Uh, basically undead, see in the undead vision, which is life force. That's, that's, again, what I say. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because it doesn't say that they're. I mean, I I would say you can cast illusions that they would work. Well, you know, I'm very pro. Right, you're pro illusionist. Well, invisibility is the is the gateway drug to all the terrible illusionist spells. So for me, that's why you know, and you know. I've, you stop it right well, there. Well, I like the idea of illusionists being very powerful against a certain type of thing, which are humans or people with minds. That, mm-hmm. and DM should give the player the benefit of the doubt, but for certain things. Uh, if they don't have a compensatory, uh, compensating sense, like dogs with their set, and, you know, carnivorous apes are the classic anti-invisibility thing because they have keen sense and smell. Does it say that? It say that. Yeah, though? carnivorous oh. apes. Yeah, that's what. That's why they're around all the time. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, if you go to the, well, hobgoblins have them as their basically their watchdogs. It's hilarious. I know that. Uh, oh, so that's why. Okay, and endlessly learning. It's under apes, right? Not under cadavers, of course. Apes. The cadavers ape is a larger, strong, and very aggressive over the gorilla. The species of fair intelligence. Yeah, I mean, it's as good as many fighters. And it's very cunning. It hungers particularly for human... Of course, it hungers for human yeah. flesh. It should be easier if they just wrote things that don't hunger for human flesh. Yeah, so if you're sending in a monster for flipping and turning magazine... I, I feel pretty confident that uh, Rob is going to reject it unless you indicate that it hungers for human flesh. For human right. Flesh. Uh, the eyesight of the ape is keen, as is its hearing and sense of smell, so it is surprised only on a roll of one. If it strikes its opponent with both hands, wait, it doesn't say anything about well, that. Well, it says they have he- keen hearing and sense of smell, which is what we people use. Because uh, under detect invisibility or under invisibility, it says you can still detect these things if you have keen smell or hearing. That's the idea. Okay, got it. All right. Because again, invisibility okay. just makes you not visible. It doesn't stop your foot falling. It doesn't change your smell. It doesn't do any of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, if you're downwind from it, uh, Method asks, can you smell a new illusionist a mile off? I think so. All right. So now we're on to. Dragon 40. This is our last segment. So this is August of 1980. So we're here. 40 years ago. Gen Con has just finished up. Right. Deities and Demigods has been released. Exactly. It's in Walden Books. That's right. Or B. Dalton. B. Dalton. Released at Gen Con. So everyone's very excited. The era of fighting deities has begun. That's right, killing, uh, scratching them all out of your book because they're all dead. Right. 
the 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 move to try to avoid character level inflation is clearly going away thanks to including stats in deities and demigods. Right, exactly. So uh, I'm on page, I'm on, let's see, there's the, uh, again, they talk about origins, they talk about... Wait, you know, I want to mention something about origins. Did you read in that where they, apparently they have this van? What do they have? Or they have a truck? Four-wheel drive Chevy Suburban. It's an SUV. <laughs> so, they, that, so they're driving to these conventions. Yeah. So the, so, so the Dragon Magazine crowd, mm-hmm. they're hopping in the Chevy Suburban. With the, with, which with, with the wizard on the side. Yeah, exactly. With the, the wizard on the side. <laughs> which broke down at some convention, they were just saying. And they're dri- They're like a, a, a band. And they're, and they're driving, you know, so they're not even flying. Yeah, well, of course not. I mean, we've heard their pay salaries, I'm sure. Right. You're lucky they, they had a car. They didn't have to thumb it there. We need to ask. Have we had? We need to ask somebody when we have them on about that. We need to remember to ask about the Chevy. We should have. We had. Have we had anyone from Dragon other than Tim Cask? We haven't had anyone after Tim Cask from Dragon. I don't think have we? No, it's Skip Williams, but he was not. He was part of Dragon. Not Dragon. But he did Sage we, Advice. Oh, that's right. He did Sage Advice. That's right. We should have asked him about the, the. Uh, yeah, about the van. Okay, so yeah, that was, I thought that was entertaining. So, okay, uh, I'm on the contest now out on the limb. I'm up to that. Do you have this up? Oh, I don't. No, you don't want me putting anything up. Okay. I'll use you, right? Right, right, right? Okay, but so I'm out of the limb. And uh, 50, the one that caught me was 52nd level. Yeah, apparently what, so Len Lakafka and Liamin's Tiny Hut had made a reference to what, a 52nd level character or something like that, right. or 28th level character. And so people continue to complain about level creep and going up and up and up. And so they, they sort of, what if I recall, they had to explain away that, well, he was just using it for what, illustrative purposes or something like that. So. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, we're trying to hold these level limits and they're seeing in the dragon magazines that people have 32 level fighters and everything else. So. And why was there was a half Oh yeah. I guess you can Oh, half elves, can half-elves be clerics? They can, I think, can, but they're very limited. Clerics, they can actually be PC clerics, right? They can be PC clerics, yes. Wasn't there a, there, wasn't there a triple class? Yes. So half-elves can be triple class? Fighter, magic user, cleric, yes. That's crazy. Why? You know, you move so slow. Okay. So, yeah, but they, they had exceeded the limits. Because the half-elf, I think he put four. In the magazine, he said it was a level four. It's supposed to be level five, right? It's level five. Yeah, I informed I mean, the player character would be limited by the player's hand with fourth levels cleric, sixth levels fighter, and sixth levels magic because of their abilities, their character. Well, no, cleric is five. There's no, there's no adjustment yeah. on the half-orc is four. Even with the, even with the asterisks? There's no asterisks. Okay. Or foot, that's a, this is footnotes, which is different than an asterisk, which you'll have to decide. Whether you're using well, it's, your, your it's rules AF, it's both. It depends. Oh, AF, asterisk and footnotes. Right. Thank, got it. Um, so no, there is no footnote there. There's no story there. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, all right. So there was not, uh, you know, I, I there was not a lot jumping out at me with this okay. edition. I got to tell okay, you. Okay. So the, then, but that was the one I thought fifty second level problems I don't have. Uh, Where was sage advice? There's no sage advice. Did you see a sage advice? Uh, I didn't see Sage Advice, no. That's my favorite part. I know, seeing the random determinations that are then told they're yeah. wrong. 
So I was very disappointed to see no sage advice. Maybe maybe Jean was working on is that when the Silver Princess was being done, or is that before? I... Oh, she's probably in the Soul Gem prison <laughs> for for making Silver Princess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and Fighter Magic User Thief is the other triple class I think half elves can be. But I wanted to ask Errol, I, I and I I I forgot. So I got I got a little bit confused. So he said it was an act of rebellion. Uh huh. I mean, it may have been right to do that drawing, right? Right. Well, he said it's like, you know, not passive-aggressive, but, you know, active resistance or something to that effect. But, why, but, what, but what was the active resistance about the drawing? Sticking it to the man. Wait, what's, how, is he, how are they sticking it to the man? How is he sticking it to the man? Well, he was being coy. I think he was being coy. I could be wrong about the fact that the, the hermaphrodites that were TSR management. That was what I was going to ask you about. Because so I got if, if he was sticking it to the man, does that suggest that maybe, you know, they're supposed to look like. Well, he was very coy about it. I don't think he wanted to show any controversy, but he did say there was a upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey kind of difference between the the higher ups. And again, the fact that this company had higher ups. I mean, how many people are in this <laughs> company? There's like twenty of them. The orange chart isn't that big. Right. I mean, it's like ooh, you know. Every time I hear there's a vice president, this and that, I'm like, they got like you know. 10 people that are working. Well, it sounds like, well, then, right, and maybe, maybe what, Kevin Bloom, right? right. Is, well, there's a so, few of them, but yeah, go ahead. So was it the, so the, the, the word comes, don't change anything of this. So I'd gotten confused thinking that he could draw anything he wants, it's not going to be changed, but of course that was wrong. What, what wasn't supposed to be changed was the text, right? The, right? the, the Gene Wells. And so the editor's, were all tight, and the everyone there's tight, and 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 the artists they're all tight, and so the editors are so so. Errol is sort of sticking up for. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's what my understanding. Yes, he's sticking up for the editors who are their hands are being tied. They don't like it, and so he's going to sort of do a bit of an act of rebellion there. Right. And so if some of these, and again, if some of these drawings look somewhat like might look right. could be might have some appearance like some of the people right the higher ups yeah in, including gary right so be it exactly right it'd be like that, for our you know uh turning and flipping if they had an illustration <laughs> of us on a hermaphrodite by let alone a two-headed troll but you know hermaphrodite type of creature that would be uh, the you know Rob and the team uh, sticking it to us because right. we're right. tin ear you know overlings. Yeah, it must be a Berkeley thing, exactly. So, so then, so really, so it was just so many, and so there was just all sorts of problems. There's the drawings. There's the, the people. Some people don't like the writing. Right. Yeah, it's like it was just it was a it, it sounded like it was a trash fire. Right. Is what it's, they thought of anyway. I mean, I don't. And know. then it literally like, became a trash fire when they said. Dump, right. Dump yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I can't comment read Gene Wells version uh, or the other version for that matter. So I can't. Comment. OK, so. Uh, all right. Carry uh, the, on. The, Sorry. No, it's OK. Dueling room. Did you read that? Yeah. I mean, so these are characters are angry at each other. So we send them to the dueling room. Yeah. Right. So players get in a fight. Does anyone actually say 
this, so this was about where I say my character can beat up your character, and you're like, uh-uh. That actually happened I, back in the day. I, I think it remember. did back when we were teenagers. I think when people would get, I mean, I, I see it with um, uh, my kids and I, and my kids, I mean, they're 29, 27, and 18, we'll play this online game with characters. We're supposed to be working together, but, you know, like everything, people get greedy or they forget or they get tired or bored, and they start having fun. They play games like, you know, it's like, They'll cast, tell you know, teleport and boop, right, and do stuff that the other character can't do. And so they they start fighting with each other. So we did it with kids. Oh yeah, you're not the boss of me, kind of thing. <laughs> well, that is true. I did do that in a play test of Vic Dorso's game. At the end of it, I cast, I think, suggest on another player character to give me the magic item he had found. Right, <laughs> and then he punched me. He wanted to punch me in the nose, and <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. So right. So this was an article about ways for characters like that to what settle their beefs. It's a duel. You go into these rooms and well. And what I liked about it is this could potentially be a version. I still owe Josh a response. He came up with some rules which I thought were really good for our land disputes because we need to come up with. Oh. We need to come up with how oh. we're going to deal with the land disputes. Can we send them to the dueling? Room? I like that. Okay. Well, if it has a connection to something from 1980. I'm in. Okay. So for those who are looking, please look this over and see what you think. Because, again, for those who may not be aware, uh, the Grog Empire, as it's continually increased, uh, we're now having uh, rulers of the Grog Empire. Their, tie, their lands are abutting each other. And, and or people are trying to make claims for lands that, are, that other people are th- seeing as a threat. So we're trying to figure out a way... So if you're interested in that, yeah, you have to be a patron. Uh, and B, then go out to Discord to the Grog Empire. We can dis- we're going to discuss. Uh, I'm thinking sometime by the end of the year we're going to have a tournament, some way to adjudicate this. So it's not going to be every week. It's going to be once a quarter. It's a race between a vaccine for COVID and this. Right. The world's a projection is the end of the year. Yeah, the world's priorities. <laughs> Maybe not in that order. Uh, vaccine or figuring out these disputes. So there was discussion of like using diplomacy. There was discussion about using battle system. Um, I like, I'm leaning more towards something like this, a dueling room or a, you know, a champion system where, you know, you get 5,000 experience points and 5,000 gold pieces and you equip your monster or creature any way you want. And that's your champion, and now you go into the dueling room and fight it. So I think that would be super cool. Okay, good. So you found a use for the dueling room. I'm impressed. Well, you're welcome. I try. This is what I try to do. So, mm-hmm. but we got to finalize that. So probably before we go on the next show, we're gonna have to look through. So get on Discord. Get give your ideas because then Dan and I will adjudicate how these will be get done. Okay, so. Uh... What other articles? Uh, believe it or not, fantasy has reality. Yeah, I, you know, none of these articles were so, so so really exciting me. So this was about having things be somewhat realistic in your fantasy. Was this about the other world? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Home I, areas I, versus weird areas and that kind of thing, you know, kind of the idea of, and I, I'm paraphrasing, you know, kind of like the Shire 
and then, you know, that's kind of the normal world and you, back to your favorite, Tom Bombadil, the old forest, that's kind of the way how you, or actually it's the opposite. They, you know, the Shire is the idyllic world and then you move through the, the, the old forest and you go to the real world. Right. This is kind of the version that there's some, there should be some transition between these fantasy worlds. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm sorry. I, I, I read that one quickly. It didn't, didn't really grab my interest. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next, which I thought was interesting, funerals and other deathly ideas. That was awesome. That one got me interested. This is great because only in one E, well, I shouldn't say only in one E, would you have an article about how to bury your dead. That's right. <laughs> this, this to me captured the era, this article, that, that not enough attention is being paid to burying dead characters. Yeah, what, and what happens once you read the Goldenrod will, if, assuming they filled it out? Yeah, this was this was great, and, and, and a lot of it was this anti-looting of the body, because that really does happen, of course. Oh, that, that they're the not even rise. cold, and people are, rip, are stripping them. Right, and um, I did like this about taking death seriously. So it was what there was two forms of payment yep. that were designed to to suck. You know, the players are going to hate it, of course, because again, there's sort of this balance too, this push and t- push and pull, right? Where you've got the players accumulating wealth, and then you've got training costs, you've got uh, other ways, taxes, I think right. we've, they've talked about, to try to drain your wealth. And this would be a way to drain your wealth. I like this idea. Right? So if a character dies, there was – the one was what? The payment to the spouse? Yep. Assuming you're married. Uh, the the which, widow's share. Widow's share, which was designed to – and, and then there was the other one too, right? What was it? The uh, something the guild. The Weregeld, yep. Weregeld. Both what meant to be payments in the event players died mm-hmm. and designed to have two purposes, if I recall correctly. One is to siphon money from the party right. and two, to give them incentive to have a lower mortality rate that you'd have to pay, right? So the four first level character doesn't want to have to give up that a large sum of money to pay the Weregeld or the Widow's Share. Um, and then there was also a lot of talk about how to go about disposing, which I found more entertaining, how to dispose of bodies. Well, the fact, yeah, that is funny. But, you know, the fact that apparently, because, again, this was a different play style, that in previous D&D adventures, it was high-level characters habit to view first- and second-level characters as monster fodder. They'd be forced out front, often at sword point. What is this? I mean, to me, that's hilarious. We would never do that. They, we played the the low level guys. You keep them in the back because. But I guess apparently it was like, oh, you, hey, Bob. No wonder why this game didn't go anywhere. You know, oh yeah, you're gonna want to play with us. Yeah, roll up your character. Oh, he's first level. Great. Yeah, here's my seventh level wizard. And so, you get up front. Yeah, I'm in charge. So you do what I tell you to do, and you need to earn your keep. You go first. Yeah, apparently. Sounds like a fun group to be in. <laughs> Sounds horrible. I mean, you do that with hirelings. You try to do it with hirelings. Right. Well, and, and they but, say no. They say forget it. They run away. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I like there is a there is a statement in there. It's it's there's no there's no footnote, no support, no citation to authority for the fact that wills are binding on all of yeah, the so player you, characters. Yes, you would like that. That's right. 
Well, you know, I mean, that is, I mean, that's why you should fill out. I mean, there's, there's, there are, and even if you don't have a will, and so you die intestate, you there's probably going to be some sort of law specifying who gets your stuff. Right. And so you really, you know, looting is stealing at that Correct. point, isn't it? I think stealing. Well, especially if you have lawful characters, they should follow the cultural norms of the thing. Yeah, you, you're going to dispose of the body properly. You're going to, you're going to take the property back, yep. hand it over to the authorities. Exactly. For them to basically steal. Yep. <laughs> for them to loot. It's but it's <laughs> it's legitimate looting. That's the difference. Right. I, I, I did what I was supposed to do. So uh, yeah. So so I thought that I, I liked that article. I would actually probably refer players to that article if I start. Well, the this is a z- session zero slash. You know, the par- the party yeah. just needs to figure this out. The DM should put what the cultural norms are, and then this is where hopefully the players are not just complete power gamers, but they actually want to role play a little bit, you know. Can you imagine if you had somebody hadn't played one E before and you're doing your session zero and you're like, okay, now let's talk about what happens upon character death. That's right. Which is probably gonna happen within the next Right. So, so it's inevitable. Death is just a part of the game. It's inevitable. Let's talk about how you dispose of the body. Let's just get these things off <laughs> you know on the table now. How to dispose of the body, the widow share I need to find out if you're married. Right. So, but all right. So, yes, I like that. Well, yeah, and a video. Hi, I'm. This is James yeah. from Bob's Funeral and Crematorium. I want to talk right. about a subject that we all know about, but we don't want to speak about death. Not your death. Your player character's death. Right. Whoa, not you. You're still That's alive. Right. Huh? <laughs> At least for now. <laughs> Has this happened to you? And then they have the role playing. You know, the bad actors from the '80s. Oh, I've been hit by an arrow. And then, and then the paladin jumps on the body. So, what are you doing, Sir Galahad? Oh, well, he's dead. He's no, that's not what we should do. Yep, that would be perfect. I'm taking his gold pieces. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Holding him upside down. Shake. Not, not only are you now a fighter, <laughs> Mr. Paladin, <laughs> you are a fighter. Don't let this happen to exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. What you're doing is wrong. Okay. This is not how it should be done. Okay. Uh, then they have an article about Tom Wong. Yes. It's apparently right. Um, uh, the, the many different games. That he's written. He, has written. he would know probably about the van. Yes, he would know about the van. So that was Urban. semi-interesting, but it's long. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't 1E really, right? right? Yeah, it was just more of a background to this. So then the next one is don't drink this cocktail, throw it, which is about flaming oil, which we do love flaming oil. But it gives alternative rules for flaming That's oil. That's right. So if you don't like that, you don't have to do that. I'm not a big, yeah, so I'm not a big fan of alternative. I like new NPC classes, new magic items. I'm not a fan of changing the rules. So this was not the kind of thing that I probably would. I like gap fillers. Yeah. These are, you know... Now, critical hits is different because it is against the rules, so that I, I, I'm not always consistent there. But so, yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, have you had parties that just go crazy with throwing flaming oil? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think the rules are confusing, and I'm, I've never, you know, we've talked about those rules, about when it breaks, and it's, you got the location and the hit. It's, it's, it's long. It's not as bad as grappling. 
But and well, I'm still I, I, looking I, for Jason's grappling one because one day we're gonna before you know this show is over we're gonna do unencumbered we gotta do unarmed combat and I maybe what we should do that's what we should do the uh, combat between the Grog Empire people grappling oh god they grapple that sounds horrible doesn't it we should do it. Okay, so yeah, so I don't know. Did you find that uh, useful? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I'm okay with the rules as written. I mean, the thing I tend to assume that the oil flasks have been prepared for throwing uh, at at any time, that they're basically ready to go. Um, and so really, it's they make a roll to hit. If they miss, um, you roll decent. They- go ahead. I'm sorry. Do they need to make a save to see if they shatter on the saving? No, throw? if they've prepared them, then it then it then it shatters. How do you prepare it to shatter? Well, they use they 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 put them in special flasks and. Oh, okay. All right. So if it doesn't, yeah. So okay. So if it shatters, it hits on them. Well, if it hits, it hits on. That's them. right. It shatters and it and it breaks. Yeah, and it's and quote unquote it's flaming because you've propped it to do right. that. And it's 2 to 12, it's D6. If you miss, you roll a D6 and a D8. The D6 is how far it, and then the D8 is the cardinal, how, you know, left, right, center. So you just have to know where you're doing. So it doesn't take super long, but I, I skip the whole uh, rolling the saving throw. If, unless, now if they're throwing it at a pillow, then yeah, I would probably do the saving throw. <laughs> yeah, they're throwing it at a sleeping guy. Yeah, or if they're throwing it at me in my belly and they hit my belly, yeah, it probably is. This would be soft. <laughs> this would be soft. But you know, if they're throwing it at a wall, a concrete mine, wall, mine, mine's bone. <laughs> right, yours would. I wouldn't roll. I would just say it automatically shatters. Uh, so that's you know, I think that's the only difference yeah. I would have. Yeah. So that didn't. Yeah. So I that I I wouldn't be prone to use that. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, one of my players when he ran he created you know greek fire like from uh, uh game of thrones kind of thing and it was interesting because the cobalt alchemist was making that and i'm like oh, okay i see where this is going he's he's setting up the party to have like unlimited napalm i'm like okay that's fine yeah that's right it should come back at you right so well as soon as they have it everyone's going to be chucking molotov cocktails right. at people so All right and then it becomes World War One trench warfare. Right. Well, because if I'm a cobalt, I'm to- a Molotov cocktail is way better than my attack one to four, whatever it is. Yeah. How to the wolf in your paint pot? I I didn't read this. How to painting? How to paint a yeah, wolf? I don't I don't really paint, so it didn't matter to me. It looked interesting, but I'm a terrible painter. And at Gen Con advertisement, August twenty first to the twenty fourth, forty years ago, it was last week. Yep, it's done. At the University of Wisconsin, Parkside. Yep. $10 to go. I wonder how much it costs now. Yeah, but, you know, $10, you could buy an ice cream cone for a nickel. True. The f- Dragon Magazine was $3. Yeah. The Fatal Flaws of Crane. I didn't, did I, did, I didn't read that. That was not about It wasn't about AD&D, and we generally don't read those. Then they had articles, Artifacts of Dragon's Past was about RuneQuest. I probably should have read it, but I didn't. Why? Huh? That's, really That's right. Well, sometimes there's interesting ideas you can cross-pollinate. Scroll, 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 scroll. Uh, here, the were creatures. You know, I really wanted, I was excited when I saw that. It's Roger Moore wrote that, correct? Yep. So, I, you know, I love Roger Moore. Uh, only Gary's above him in my 
estimation. Uh, I was disappointed, though. I mean, I loved the idea of new wear creatures. Well, there's one that's obviously missing. What? The wear squirrel. Well, there was a wear weasel. I saw the wear weasel. I thought you would be happy about that. I was angry that the wear weasels, the chaotic evil or something like that, or parenthetical. Oh, I was see, angry. Why chaotic is weasel evil. So anti weasel. Anti So, what I did now, if you look at, I was very excited about. There's a wear badger, I believe. Yeah, wear badger. But it doesn't tell a lot about the different. I don't think it said anything about the different forms of the wear badger. It's very. The entries were very short. So what I would have liked was much more of a write-up on each of these. I I felt like this was just sort of this long list of different wear creatures with stats, and I didn't get a lot of flavor for the type of wear creatures. It was all very quick. So I was I ended up being disappointed, right? Like take a look at where a badger. Yeah, it's not much. Where bad? Does it even say what it's different? Because you want to know, okay. Does it have like the wear rat kind of form, right? That I'm like a a, a, a human esque big badger, you know, like Bucky the Badger, whoever it is. <laughs> right, for Wisconsin, or, yeah. Wisconsin, am I like that? Is he aware, you know, or am I am I human? I so obviously I'm human because I'm both, right. right? I guess if it doesn't say there's a middle one, I guess all wear creatures, you're both the human and the animal, right. and then I guess if it doesn't mention the third. The, the like hybrid, rat, the rat man, yeah. You don't have it. Is that right? Is that, would you agree with that? That means you don't well, have it like then? Well, like werewolf, I, I, and I don't remember. Maybe they do turn into a wolf. I always, you know, we always think of them as the oh. werewolf, the, yeah. the wolf man, not as the wolf. Maybe. Yeah, that's right. So I was. But maybe they can yeah. be a wolf. I don't, I, you know, because they ne- we never see them as the wolf. They're always the wolf man or they're a human. That's true. That's true. I thought I like the wear sloth. That's when. That's the next. That, that's what I'm going to use. That was okay. Yes, I loved that. I, so I was excited to see the, the wear sloth. But then, so I'm a human, and then I turn into a sloth. And does it tell me what my size is as a sloth? I I, I don't feel like there's a lot of information. Oh yeah, werewolves can be, if they, but there's also wool wears. They can be normal wolves. Okay, so they all have the, the the ones in here have that three states: the pure animal, pure human, or the mix. So, so the werewolf can have the pure. Okay, do they all have the? Do they all have that? I guess. Well, you I think? don't. Well, this is Roger Moore, so you'd have to ask him. But I'm saying, I think in the lycanthropes they do. The lycanthropes you have all of the humans with the ability to assume animal form. Each type has its own language. But that was just under wear wolves. But like the wear boar is not. I don't know. Wear boars ugly temper and likely to attack. In their human shape, they're usually timid and irascible. Wear boars seldom. So are they just. Is a wear boar just a boar? When he becomes a. No, it says, so it says size large. So is it just. Whoa, is it just. The picture. The picture of the wear boar, which is amazing. It's a tramp picture and the wear rat. Tramp did great jobs on these. Um, are you just like the wear rats? It actually says, doesn't it? Where are you? Take three forms, which is, would seem to suggest that if you don't say it, you're just two. Right. So a wear. So is a wear boar just a boar? I don't know. When they're an animal, I think so because doesn't it say their animal form? And like a wear bear. Let's see. 
Well, it says, are humans with the ability to assume animal form during the part, they mostly shape turns to their animal form. Now the question is that animal form the same as their man animal form? I think so. Like a werebear, like, I mean, the werebear comes, is Bjorn. Bjorn just turned into a big bear. He wasn't a bipedal right. bear. Though the werebore seems to be, well, no, I, you know, I got to tell you, I think that they're just a, uh, weird tigers are quite similar to normal tigers in their habitat. And he just looks like a tiger. I think unless you are, it says it. Where did you see it on wolves? Here, well, they have werewolves are prone to remain retain bipedal form in their wolf state, but, oh, but wolf wears wolves who become men always take normal wolf form. Oh, prone to retain their bipedal form. Oh, so it sounds like they only have two. Well, it says prone. Doesn't mean they hundred percent. Yeah. So does that mean that like each you either are that way or not, or each one can, you know, so you might just be prone, but there's some that can do all three. Okay, it's confusing. Yeah. I think that you, where was, I, I think in general it's just two. So I think that unless it says it, so let's, so now let's take, if that's true, let's go to sloth. And I guess that's why there's less discussion about them. But, so is sloth, what kind of, I just turned into a sloth. That's ridiculous. I love it. Am I a giant sloth even? Or what does it say? Uh, sloth. It says you're medium. I don't know. Is, me- is a sloth? It's pretty big. <laughs> Where's the sloth? We don't have it in the monster man. It's just a slug. No. A slug no, not, not a sloth, a, right? No, a slug is not a sloth. Sloth is the, the creatures that move, you know, the sloth. Like the, they're, the, they're yeah. on the Geico commercial. You know, he's doing the uh, Pictionary. He <laughs> just wrote half a line. So where okay, so, where sloth? sloth? They're inoffensive and spend much of their time eating leaves, sleeping. If they gain surprise over an opponent, they will fit, flee fifty percent of the time, or and sit silently otherwise. So if they get surprised, they just <laughs> as, a, so, as a sloth. As a sloth. My yeah, in their sloth state. All right, I thought yeah, I I, I was underwhelmed. It was. I love I love the idea of more were creatures, but. I didn't like the execution, which is very unusual for me to say on a Roger Moore article. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Uh, next is giving the undead an even break. That, you know, yeah, that was for higher level. Right. I'm not, I don't think that's that big of, usually what people do is if you have a, it, it's, it's a lot easier, if you have a stronger Undead. Like, let's say you decide you want higher level zombies, whatever reason. They're a special zombie. You just say they turn on a higher table. Right. Well, his example is this was the highest table. You still have a 5% chance. But, well, this was 8%. Yeah, you would just say he would act as a, a lower level cleric. That's right. Oh, I mean, I missed that. Does this always give you a chance to turn even like the highest no, level? No, uh, you're right. I was, I forgot. This was oh. eighth level. He was saying eighth level cleric has a chance. I think an eighth level cleric should have a chance, but maybe it's not a 10% chance. Maybe it should just be a 5% chance. I, uh, and, okay, this is one of my beefs. I've said this before with, with the turn. I do not like the turning table. I think, I, I think that. You should always. I don't care if you're a first. So what's the, what's the worst form of undead? Lich. Yeah, lich, special lich, demon. Okay. Yeah. I think even a first level, and I know 
I'm gonna, we're going to get a lot of hate mail. People are going to disagree with this. I think even a first-level cleric should have a shot on a 20. It should be like the hit table. On a 20, should turn. I don't care if it's a 20 and then i got to roll another 20. Whatever. I think you should always have a shot. I don't like any of this automatic. And I think that the highest-level cleric should always have a chance to fail on turning a lowly skeleton. I just I don't like – because, you know, you write an adventure for four to six level, and you don't want to put in their skeletons because you know that they're automatically turned, correct? I mean there's, there's, right. there's nothing interesting about that then. There's no chance. So even with like a kobold, there's a chance that the kobold gets a lucky shot and causes you – know, you could throw in five kobolds, and it could cause the party of four to six possibly some, some problems, maybe, unlikely. But you can cause some damage. Who knows? But with the turning, you don't have that 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 ability at, at the outer edges. So, well, um, but if you're going to do that, then you have to do it that any evil cleric can turn a paladin. That's the other thing you have to be. Why? You know, I'm just saying it's good. What's good for the I, goose is yeah, good for the gander. I agree with that. I like that. So I dislike. I would redo the turning table more like a saving throw kind of table. You know, and then if your mine is so much, it's maybe automatic. You know, it it, it well not automatic because you're rolling, but you know you turn them to dust, you destroy and stuff like that. So yeah, either so. that or um, you know the I, I would if they've been particularly pious, give them the divine intervention that they're turning. They can turn at a higher level. Kyron didn't do divine intervention. I know. I said we weren't going to do that. No. When did you say that? I said it. You can go back to the video. I'm like, he's not doing it because he didn't get killed. He didn't die. No one died. Uh, I rolled a 15 anyway. That's good. That would do, right? That's right. No, I don't think so. No, 10%. No, not in the abyss. A Kieran in the abyss? So uh, Jonathan asked, so should a fighter with a normal sword have a chance to hit a creature only with a magical weapon? In other words, if, uh, if, you know, if you're fighting a, a wraith, or whatever it is, or lycanthrope. Yeah. I think you need silver or plus one weapon. Let's say you don't have a silver weapon. Should, do you, should you always have a chance to hit one of them? That's what he's asking. Oh, well, why would I not have a chance? When wouldn't I have a chance? Because the rule is if you don't have a plus one weapon, you can't hit certain creatures. You can't hit an elemental unless you have a plus two weapon. He's oh, extending I your see. logic, is basically. Oh, I see. I see. So, so if I don't have a magic weapon, right. should I always have a chance to hit? No, I mean, was well, there something Hypocrite. different going Next, on? That, huh? Never mind, go ahead. No, I don't, you know, I get that. That to me is like, you, you, you know, that you need, like there's something about them that you need that magic weapon, mm -hmm. right? I mean, we could do a whole thing on that. Sure. No, if I'm high enough level, I can, right? No, technically not. I mean, it talks about hit dice. It doesn't talk about levels of things. So that's a little different story. Oh, you mean oh, you mean a character? So I don't get that same benefit. If you're seventeenth level, level, and you don't have a magic weapon. So sad, too bad. It, oh, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't work. Well, I'll have to read it again because we read everything. That's what's great about the show. We have to reread everything with fresh eyes. It's gonna be a person's first episode and last. Uh, yeah, they'll be like, "Holy God Almighty, what are they talking about here?" So, I mean, so I, go and do the. Uh, I understand that that there's not. It doesn't mean that you should always have a chance to do everything all the time. Yes. Yeah, so here, yes, I was correct. Yay for once. Page seventy-five. Yeah. 
Yes. Creatures struck on the DMG. Creatures struck only by magic weapons. Despite special defenses to protect certain creatures from attacks by non-magical weapons, these monsters can effectively be hit by attackers as follows. So plus one uh, defense, or you, you need to be four plus one hit dice. There's the asterisk, rules AF. Oh, there it is. This does not apply to characters of any sort. <laughs> so rude. Gary is always so, he always seems angry. Right. No, you don't get that. <laughs> he loves his adjective. He seal it all off. Right. None. Some? What about se- none? Yeah, so if you're 17th level and you against yeah. the elemental, you're, you, if you don't have a, no magic weapon, you're screwed. All right, let me. All right, let me restate. That. Okay, let me. Let me say yes. Okay, I agree that maybe at a certain point there should be no chance, but I I would like to see that those scales a little bit more slopey. Um, it, well, it's it, already it, skewed I, in the cleric's favor. I mean, it, it progresses pretty rapidly. I mean, in fact, he talks about that. It's crazy, and so he talks about how yeah. powerful, how quickly it ramps up. Yeah, fourth level, and I understand fourth level is actually a high level whether people want to believe it or not, it is. You, you automatically turn a skeleton. You automatically turn skeletons and zombies at fourth level. That, to me, is not very exciting. So I'm doing a fourth. So you're fourth level. I'm doing an adventure levels two to four. The cleric's four. Or one to four. The cleric's four. And he's just turning every... Is that... But, well, I, but do I just do the number of turns? Just that there's a number that I turn. Yeah, this, it's, it's only a number. Right. Um, and other ways to get around it is if you do mixed a turning. So what I like to do is have some ghouls with some skeletons because the way I read the turning is you have to turn the lower. Unless they're being controlled by the, by the leader undead, you turn the lowest ones and then you move up. So I want to turn the ghoul. No, that's not how it works. You have to turn the skeletons first. Then you turn the zombies. Then you turn the ghouls. Right. And, and do they, when they come back... If I have automatic turning, do I automatically turn them again? They just keep turning them? They just keep coming back? Yeah. So I turn the scale? Yeah, automatically. But you turn them automatically, and you roll a certain amount that you turn. But you may not turn well, all of they, them. Let's say I turn all of them. Yeah, then they And they then flee. they leave for a certain amount of time. Right. But then when they come back, do I just turn them again automatically? Oh, yeah. So I just... So I'm, more, I'm more troubled by not having a chance to turn... I think, like, first level, I should get... I would rather see, like, a lot of more... Like, the combat tables on level one cleric, I'd like to see, like, a Ghast and a Wraith get a 20 and a 20 as well, perhaps, mm. you know? But what else? Well, okay. I, would just, I would just do divine intervention at that point and at least give them a chance. It's actually a better chance than... <laughs> That's right. You, you're, you're so wimpy, a cleric. You have a better chance of divine intervention than turning that Wraith. Right. Do it. Do do the divine intervention, and you pray for turning. That's all. So now you have a ten percent chance, and that's in the rules. So you solve that problem. You don't have to do this giant thing. Ten percent chance of being sent something. Well, I'm going to expand it that you get some aid. It's a key run. Yeah, that's right. A small pet. Well, yeah, you get. Oh, oh, I see. You get some aid, like a chance of turning. Right, or like yeah, it's the well. It, I don't know. I'll say small. It doesn't actually say. It small. says an it's example. That's an example of that. Correct. The help that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, straight temperature that some creature will be sent to his aid. Okay. Yeah, and that's all. It says, so the creature right? could be an eighth level cleric. <laughs> well, that's true. Where, where, where are you at? What page? On the deities and demigods. Oh, okay. Because you know it's also in. 
That play, starts play in, in DMG. DMG as well. Yeah, I went back to the. Yeah, it's where. That's on page it's nine of the D, of the deities and demigods. So, the deities and demigods is really a good book. I mean, I haven't read. I you know we kind of just look at the hit stats, but those first fifteen pages oh. in the last book is is really good. People should look. Every at cleric it. should be required reading for every cleric to read that part. So, all right, but so yeah, so I. I'm, I'm probably going to stick with the the turning table. I'm not going to. It's not the kind of article that appeals to me. Right. That's just changing the by the book. I don't like the cleric turning table very well, but I don't think it has enough of a problem. It's not so broken that I would want to actually replace. I have a pretty high standard for replacing or ignoring. All right. So uh, I, I I skipped the top secret though. Top secret's a great game. Um, next is Oriental magic items which is interesting and bizarre of the bizarre. This is under and yeah. helms of changes. So helms of changes is mildly entertaining. I like the one, I think it was an Ed Greenwood helm where it causes the, the uh, victim to do, to repeat the same action that they just did. They keep repeating it. So I guess you want to cast it at a point in time when they've done something. Oh, that's nil this wand of endless repetition. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> so that that so that I thought that was entertaining. So that was that was funny. Um, I didn't, you know, the Oriental. I did ever used Oriental adventures, so I didn't. Uh, so Oriental items wouldn't be of any great interest to me. Yeah, but always looking for different things because again, that's the challenge. You, everyone's played D and D. If if they're an old school player, they know all the magic items. They know them better than you. Throw something new out. That's always fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, about. Other stuff. I'm I'm only looking for the D and D specific. Well, did you see? Did you see the request for priests, real life clerics to write in? Oh, tell here, yeah, I just see this. Read that. Oh, it's great. Okay, so uh, I forgot about this. Not that long. If you're a player of D and D or AD and D, who's also a member of the clergy of any organized religion, or if you're a layperson who knows of such an individual, TSR is seeking opinions and. Uh, observations about the games from members of the clergy or players or dungeon masters or from men and women who have careers in association with religion possess firsthand knowledge of the game's helpful positive influence to those who play personnel at tsr will communicate with the information received will communicate the information received from the clergy to the wholesale and retail business around the world which market D&D and AD&D game merchandise the merchants will pass this information received and prospective purchasers as the game of the game materials. Observation may be submitted in any form to respond to desires. The important thing is, is to respond regardless of how much you have to say or how well it's worded. And then they give the, the address. So I wonder if they're still taking uh, things at P.O. Box 756 Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. So this was just hilarious to me. So obviously, so they're trying to fight the satanic panic. And On so, page 49, <laughs> buried right. in the thing. Right, so how, I would love to know how many. Should I ask priests, Tim Cast this? Well, he was gone by this. Oh, point. yeah, it's true. This would be Jake to yeah, cast. See, right. yeah, we'd have to ask Jake, someone like that. So that would that would be great. I just had this image of of of, of a cardboard cutout, life size cardboard cutout of a priest in Walden books. <laughs> yeah, saying I play D and D every Sunday right. or something like after you know? mass. I I right. trapped the soul of uh, various creatures. Yeah, I'm a I'm right, a twentieth right. level archmage who goes right. to the market exactly. and and traps souls. I battle evil. That's right. I only fight right. the good guys. 
Uh, It'd be funny if Patrice was like a lawful evil character. Right. He's like, yeah, I get, I get it out of my system. Well, that's uh, you know, um, so I had uh, my my youngest son was going to uh, a youth group, and the youth pastor, I he's like, hey, you want to play? I I said, hey, I'll I'll run a game because we we play board games. I was like, hey, do you want to play D Sure. He's like, uh, I'm like, what alignment are you gonna be? Lawful evil. I'm like. You're going to be like, yeah, I, I have to be good all the time. I want to be lawful evil. So, yeah, it's very cathartic. I, that's a, There you go. Exactly. That's a letter. That's right. You could have written that. I couldn't write. I'm not part of the clergy. I could have said. I know, but you had an experience with one. This was five years ago, four years ago. It's a little late, but. Well, you said the P.O. Box may still That's right. Be. I have to send it. Hey, are you still worried about this? <laughs> Bring no. back the demons. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll see down the road if, if any of this gets used. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So keep going, keep going. I don't. What was this about? Oh, fantasy. That fantasy. So now a lot of these are the um, back part of the articles. Yes, it drives me crazy. Which is super annoying. I hate it. It is super annoying, isn't it? Continued on page. Why do they do that? I don't understand the purpose of that. It drives me crazy. Yeah, they did some reviews. I think the last thing is the monster thing, the bestiary. None of those monsters I thought the were very fire eyed lizard. Meh. The fire eyed lizard. The flit. Well, one of them hates magic and would come and try to get your magic. Didn't we have a creature? Didn't a creature like that make it into the Monster Manual 2, perhaps? Weren't there these creatures that come? They hate, they sense magic. Yeah, we were just talking they, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Um, so, they were the ecologists. I think that was in. I think that was in Fiendfolio, actually. Okay. Because that's interesting, because here we're seeing a, an earlier version of that, something similar, right? Wouldn't this creature hate magic and would come and try to take your magic items? Yes, that's right. The flit, I think it's the flitty or flit. It's not the same thing, is it? No, it's a different creature. This is the, this animal's sole purpose in life is to reduce the amount of magic. Whereas. These, the creatures we were talking about, I think it's in the Fiend Folio, they lived on the ethereal plane and magic was causing ecological damage there. <laughs> so they were eco, etho, ethereal eco warriors. Oh, that's interesting. I'm okay. trying to remember w- which one it was. Cause it get- but, but they're like earwigs. They have a purpose. Correct. That's right. Well, they- nature abhors a vacuum that when they're designed to reduce magical power the terathran right? the terathran that's the one we did the terathran okay. and they come to the prime material plane because they notice mad disturbances that come from magic users responsible in the prime material plane doing magic so that was magic users using magic right. this is just general magic in general or what did the Terrasan do to the magic user? He took them away. Remember, he t- imprisoned them. He would, st- oh, God. he would take them away and steal them. That's really bad. A soul- putting a soul gem. Right. <laughs> soul gem. Yeah, he basically imprisoned them. Right, so you use the soul gem, and you're like, ha, ha, ha. And then the Terrasan's like, what the hell's going on? There's a great disturbance in the forest, and they take carry you back. So you got the guy in the gem. The Terrasan comes and grabs you. This. This other one just he takes magic items. Does he do like suggestion or something? Yeah, like, give me something your stuff. like that. It's a huge write up. It's it, yeah. All right. I wasn't. I, 
again, a lot, to me, this is homebrew. I, I wasn't too super thrilled. No, they, they, it wasn't a, a great, a great a group of monsters. Uh, and then there was an index, the first index. Right, the index, yeah, big index of stuff. Which, which it would have been nice from some of my interviews for me to have known that that existed, but whatever. <laughs> now I know. Exactly. All right. That was basically, and there was a little game, King of the Tabletop. Looks interesting, but I don't know how you play it. I guess there's rules. Uh, all right. That was Dragon. Uh, that was Dragon 40. Yep, 40 years ago this month. All right. All so right, I, I think we are ready for a D10, and we're ready to call this. Three hours. Look at us. All right. We'll be done before lunch. Give us a D10. All right. <laughs> it's a one. I think that's accurate. God. We had no guess. We had no guess. We suck. Yeah, that was bad. All right. Our worst episode ever. No, Fine. I think the last time we no guests won. Basically, the dice are saying, you're not interesting enough. You better get some guests. You need guests. All right. Fair enough. The dice have spoken. I'll work on that. People need to let me know who they want. I don't know who to get. Well, we have some people coming in, in October, hopefully. We hope. Hopefully. Hopefully. If that works out, that'll be super fun. Um, if you have ideas for guests, let us know. We, um, we have some things in the work, but, uh, you know, those things take a while. We have a, a, thing, in, a thing in the work. Yes, we have a thing in the work. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, if, um, you know, again, we kind of go back and, and forth. Know, huh? And if you know people, because many of our listeners have been very helpful. Right. Right. Leroy's been very helpful. Right. Right. Um, he got Jason on. And Ed Greenwood. Absolutely. So if people know people or have connections, help us out and say, hey, you should be on. Would you like to be on Grog Talks if you have connections with any of these? People. I've reached out to some people. I haven't heard back. I think sometimes people don't always check their stuff. I don't know. Maybe they're ignoring us, but so there's people we reached out to. Some have said no, which I understand completely. And some have 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 said yes, and I think are just busy. Uh, and I think some... Let's see. Have, well, Roger Moore, I don't think he does interviews anymore. I'm very disappointed about that. If if, if we could get Roger, that, I would... I would Really, really want to. Have, I would love to have Roger Moore. And don't I don't think Roger Moore's. He's out. I think he doesn't do anything. He doesn't. He's not involved yeah. in gaming anymore. I think that's a John no. Peterson. Uh, yeah, is that playing at the world. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Someone knows him. Be happy Darlene, we'd love to have Darlene on. So does somebody know John Peterson? Is that what they're well, saying? No, they're just they're suggesting people. Okay, I can ask. John Peterson would be great. Darlene would be great. I mean, Darlene was on uh, Carlos's yep. show. Um. So Darlene would be great. Okay. These you know, some ideas. of it is if we reach out to them and we don't have any connection to people, it's some, you know, sometimes it gets, you know, it's like everyone's email. They just go ignore, delete. So I, w- I would like to have Len Lakofka on the show. Right. If anyone has a connection with Len Lakofka, I'd love to have Len uh, on the show. Yep. Those would be great folks, but it's hard when we don't have a connection to them because they get requested from a lot of folks. And Dan, right. to his credit, he, uh, is very dogged, um, <laughs> and and um, you know, and you have your people that you like as well. So, give us some ideas. Info at grogcon.com or put us put on Discord or Twitter your ideas. And if you or you know, uh, hit them up if they're on social media. Say, hey, why don't you get on Grog Talk? And we'd be we'd love to have them on. You know, the the criteria is they have to be old. They have to be 
have an old school nexus. They either have to, like John Peterson, he's wrote about role playing, so that's fine. Um, or they did something back in the day. Again, we're not 5e bigots or anything, but it's just that's not what we do. So we don't have that history. Yeah, it'd be great if you know some of these modern people are on, but we don't have that. They'd, ha- they'd have to come on to talk about old school gaming because that's what we're about. All right, so uh, with that, I think we're done for today. So we will see you in two weeks, two weeks, same time, right? Eight o'clock, correct? Correct. And we still need to talk at some point about doing the Gary Con, not Gary Con, Greyhawk Con. Gotta, gotta, right. So maybe next weekend we can work on that because uh, once we uh, post the game, hopefully you guys will come play with us uh, in the first week of October over there in Greyhawk Con. So for, uh, for Grog Talk, I'm James. I'm Dan. And we will see you next time on Grog Talk. Take care. This is big, a pushy, puppy production. All rights reserved.